What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man is a legend off of UK radio. This man is a legend when it comes to sound system business, and he's an entrepreneur. Listen, this man has been everywhere across the globe to play reggae music. You know, we have in the building today, we have Mr. Chris Wolfinger in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? What's up, Muscle? Big up, big up, big up to you and the whole crew listening, watching. Big them up. Everybody get big up tonight. Maximum respect and thank you so much for joining us on the Entertainment Report podcast. No, no problem. My pleasure, man. It's the pleasure is all mine. Trust me. Good good to see you. you I'll be talking to you as well because I I, I spoke to you off here and I was telling you that I'm a fan of your program as well. So, you know, so it's good to be on it. That means a lot coming from somebody like you that's done so much in the business, what we're going to discover today. So thank you for even checking out the program also. Right. No problem. You understand. All right. So then, you know, on this podcast, we like to go right from the beginning and then bring it right up to 2023. So my first question for you is this, where do you grow up in Jamaica and what type of child were you? Um, I was a disciplined child. I, I was, um, very academic. Um, and growing up in Jamaica, I, I start. I, I, my first school in Jamaica it was on Whitehall Avenue, Kingston Eight, a school called Swallowfield All Age. And um, I was living in living on Whitehall Avenue for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, going to school there, went there for. Well, I was there. I was in that school for three years because I skip. I always skip classes, so. I was in grade two. I started in grade two, then went to grade four, then went to grade six. So that could kind of tell you how academic I was, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I passed my common entrance. I went to a school called Jamaica College. Okay, hold on. We're almost there. We're not ready for that yet, but we're soon. Oh, you're not ready for that? You're not ready for high school yet? No, because that's a big part of the business right there. So, okay. Right. You're, you're growing right. up. So where did you say you grew up now? In Whitehall Avenue. Mm-hmm. White all what was what was the neighborhood like back then growing up? Yeah, it was it was rough. rough. It was tough. It was it was life. You know, what I mean, that's that's life's lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in 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 certain parts of the inner city of Jamaica, it's like it's that's how you know you learn you learn the life skills. So that was like a lesson well 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 learned. You know, growing up in 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 the inner city of of Kingston. Mm-hmm. And Whitehall Avenue was the place to be if you wanna, you know, you wanna learn about life and get a life, and you know, the whole melting pot was in Whitehall Avenue. That's my ends. Whitehall. Mm-hmm. And did you have White any brothers? <laughs> did you grow up with any brothers or sisters back then? Yeah, I I had four brothers. I have four brothers, mm-hmm. and we were we were all at Whitehall Avenue until we ended up. My parents they built a house. In you know near near halfway tree side, a place called Zedi Gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you had done mafia on your program a couple That's of weeks right. ago, and he was talking about Zedi Gardens. That's why I know Dan Mafia. So you know, it's, uh, it's when I heard him talk about Zedi Gardens, I was like, "Yo, my ends, you know, yeah. my ends get a mention." So my ends getting another mention tonight. So it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, man. Zedi Gardens was where I where I I, I moved from Whitehall Avenue and went to I would built a house in Zeddy Gardens. And we still, actually, we still have the house in Zeddy Gardens, same way. To this day. And were you the oldest, youngest, or in between? 
No, I'm the third. I'm the I'm the middle. I'm the middle one. I have two older brothers and two younger brothers. <laughs> so it was five five of us, you know, five of us in the in the house. Five boys, no girls. Wow. And what was it like growing up now? You're in the middle. You have two younger, two older. You're in the middle. They say sometimes the middle child gets to go do what they're doing and you're kind of forgotten sometimes. What was it like growing up in your house as a middle child? Um, it's my child. Well, I mean, I had, it was good having your brothers with you. You know, it's, 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 you know, there's always a competition in the house. Mm -hmm. There's always this competition. And, um, you know, I've got brothers who two used to go Calabar. One, I used to go JSC. I have another one I used to go Arden. Another one go Meadowbrook. So we were all over the place. And I mean, nobody never really wants to stay at the school where the other brothers going. So there's only two brothers planned to stay at the one school. But that was my two, my two um, older brothers. They they stayed, they went to Calabar. So I said, nah, man. And Calabar was just across the road from Zilli Gardens. And I said, nah, man, we can't go, can't go Calabar. Man. I forgot JSC. The uniform was an appeal. Mm -hmm. It's blue, and like you can wear a blue. Um, well, me unruly sometimes. I hear me wear a blue jeans and a blue shirt. Going to school, so it's like I always that that khaki thing never really. I, I was tired of khaki at that point when I was going to Swallow Field. I thought yeah. to myself, you know what? The school wear blue uniform, and so you know what? I work with a blue uniform and come on to the khaki thing. So that's why I went to I went to JSC. But growing up in my house, all my brothers and myself, we had to make you know, I had to just make. Make make it make it be as fun as possible. We all played, we all play marble, we play gig, we play everything as a, as you. So, you know, we do everything together. Um until a point where everybody starts spread out now and you know the older brothers then start move differently and everybody find them or find them own path. I had my little friends then when we used, you know, we play scrimmage on the road, football, we call it scrimmage back then. You know, so growing up it was just it was just a, a great feeling. It was good good having that unity and that brotherly. And even today we're all close same way. It's like we still have that mm -hmm. brotherly love amongst all of us. We always link. There's not a day pass or a two days pass where we don't call one another and you know find out what's happening. Cause they're all over the world now. Cause the my eldest brother is in is in Florida. My my my, my the brother uh, uh, who I follow is he's in Trinidad. Okay. I'm here in the UK and I have two younger brothers here in the UK as well. So we're three of us in the UK, one in Florida, one in Trinidad. But we still link. We still have that bond, you know, from there. And what were your parents into? Or did you grow up with both parents in the household, your mom and your dad? Yeah, man. Still mom man. and dad still together. Still, you know, still in the household. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we get the chance to go visit as much as possible. You know what I mean? So we talk to them almost every day as well. So find out if everything good. Mom and dad still there in Zeta Gardens. Um, yeah, they, it was just, my mother was a nurse and my father's a carpenter. Mm. You know, so we, we, we were, we were, we were really working class family, you know. You know, never really to have my eyeglass in the house. And what did you think you were get, you're going to get into? Because you said your dad's a carpenter, mom's a nurse in medical and stuff. Did you think you were going to get into something academic? What do you think you, well, you wanted to get into? <laughs> you know what? I, my first, uh, my first job in Jamaica. I mean, I had, a, I had good friends, you know, as I said, growing up, I had good people around me. I had a very good, I have a, well, not had, I still have this very good friend called Dwight Seymour. Mm -hmm. um, he was the one I uh, used to hang out with him and he's very technical minded and he's a great engineer guy. And he used to work at the Jamaica Conference Center in downtown Kingston. Mm -hmm. 
And um, at the time when, you know, me and him flexing, he was quite big down to him, know the, the top guys then. And he put in a word for me and said, you know what? You know, he, he made, put in a word for me and said, come, come, come join him down there. So I went down. I, my first paid employment was working at the Jamaica Conference Center in downtown. I was just a, you know, just basically a gopher, you know, anything them want me go for <laughs> So, you know, I, I, I didn't have that technical brain at the time because, you know, I was just there and I was learning as I was going on and about, about the, the technical side, how to set up microphones and, you know, when delegates coming in for this, this, this meetings at the conference center, I have to make sure, set up everybody's microphone. And so it was basically kind of getting to the technical side, you know, the, the engineering side. And that's how I kind of got into this, the, 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 the sounds, because you have, it's all about sounds. So I got into that kind of sound feeling from them times. I was talking about, I was like, what, 16, 17, okay. you know, just, a, just, you know, just, just coming out of, out of GSC and, um, just, you know, trying to find my way. I never really had a, had a set mindset to say, you know, I want to become a doctor. I want to become a lawyer. I want to become a pilot. Never had really had that, but I was just kind of feeling my way whilst growing up and thinking, you know, what, what am I going to do until, um, this is where the sound thing came in now. Cause I was, as I said, I was hanging out with some guys, uptown youths, um, the woods, David Wood, can't forget them guys. You know, we had a, they had a, we were, we was talking about sound systems and let's start a sound system. Cause that was like the in thing back then, you know, everybody want, we, we love parties. And, um, because we love parties is like the next best thing is to have a party sound. Mm. So we get ourselves into these parties. So we, we built a little sound system called soul symphony disco. Okay. And that was relatively a party sound. It wasn't a sound to go in a sound clash or nothing too, too big. It was more, it was mainly made for house parties. Um, school fets and things like that, because the school fet at that time growing up was a was the was the was the thing, and everybody wanted going to a school fet. So that's where I started the sound system side of Chris Goldfinger. It was on, on a song called Soul Symphony, a relatively uptown party song. Okay, so it was based more uptown at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't really a. a, a dancehall song. It was more like a, you know, sweet 16 parties. We play at school fets. Mm. So you basically play everything. You play right across the board. It wasn't really a relatively hardcore dancehall song for playing at some real, you know, inner city, some real ghetto. Whenever really uptown parties, we used to get lots mm -hmm. of bookings because the guy who owned the sound system was, at, he was uptown. He lives in Armour Heights. Mm -hmm. So he knew a lot of people up them sides and people knew we had a sound system. So we get a lot of parties. And back then it's like, you get a sweet 16 party, you know, once you do one and people realize how mm -hmm. talented you are, you get another one straight away. So we were just basically doing the circuit and doing the uptown parties. And that's where I was, that's how I learned my trade into this music business. Into music. And what was your role on the song at that time there? I was just the DJ. I was just. Okay, so you I got into DJing at that time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I learned my trade as a DJ because I. We used to have the sound system up in his up his house, string up downstairs in his basement, and we would just go down there and you know, this is where I start putting on a needle on a turntable and start mixing and you know, learning how to mix and how to do little, you know, you know, little scratching and thing on the turntable. So that's that's how I kinda learned my trick. Just apprenticing and just playing in his bedroom and you know, downstairs in his basement, I mean, and just practicing until we're ready to hit the road. 
when I was really comfortable to hit the road, then we just said, let's go. It's, you know, that's it. From there. And were you listening to any other DJs or songs or anything that you said you like how they play? You want to play like them too? All right. Um, we were all kind of, uh, I grew up with, with, with some sound, some party songs and I got to, because we're uptown, we're playing uptown and there's other songs who are playing uptown as well. So we kind of got to know, you know, different, different songs. If we're not playing out and they're playing out, well, we'd go to their party. If they're not playing out and we're playing out, they'll come to our party. So that's where I met even VC, Volton. Okay. Right? Yeah. Volton used to play a sound system called Legacy. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I, I, that Volton is a great DJ. I never, when I hear Volton sing, I never know if Volton can sing. When the man tell me, say, him have tunes. That's another story because this is when I was on Radio One. When Valt and when I went to Jamaica on holiday and Valt and tell me, say, yo, Chris, my two more you listen. I said, who, who do it? It's me. I said, you can, you need it. Now I'm going to sing, man. I said, sing. I said, Valt you can sing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, yo, when the man played the track for me, mm-hmm. I said, what? It, 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 it knocked me for six, man. Never know the Valt and that. That and I, once I heard it, I just knew it was a hit. Mm-hmm. So I just said to him, you know what? Just do the dub play at the same time and let me fly back to England with it. And trust me, when I touched back England, mm-hmm. that was it. Crazy. First time from then. Yes, of course. He might get a stretcher from me as well, because you know what I mean? But I even not even if I didn't know him like how I knew, mm-hmm. and he give me that tune there. Me just know it was a hit. Once I heard that, yeah, 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 yeah. yo, man, dead. When the man dropped it to me, I say, yo, bad tune. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the sound system side of. Well, I knew Volta before. I keep. I was like Volta, you know, ZC matter. Yeah, I knew Volta when he used to play a song called Legacy, and then you had another sound system, another uptown sound system called Colossus Disco. So I kind of was around that, them guys. And if these guys are all uptown guys, and you know, them all, we just uh, run the party scene, the school fit and the party scene. And then Squeeze now with Peacemaker, he was mm-hmm. the king. Now, Squeeze with, with Peacemaker was the, the, he was the party master. Mm-hmm. So when none of us are play out, everybody have to go squeeze. Cause that's where you, you go there and learn your craft. And you know, everybody just go there and party. That's what, if you want, because normally if you set a standard, you want to stick to that standard. So you, you, you don't really want to go lower than that. So we always say, you know what, these are the, if I'm not playing out, it's either Legacy, Colossus, Peacemaker. And these are the uptown songs I'm talking about. And that's when I was, this is how now I kind of changed from the uptown DJ to the dancehall DJ. We're going at the ghettos now. <laughs> this is nowhere. I was playing on Soul Symphony. You know, I was playing in Soul Symphony, playing on a Soul Symphony dance. Mm-hmm. And same Dwight who took me into, to, who had me working with him at the conference center. He knew some guys from a song called Squad 51. Mm-hmm. They're from Coville Gardens. Now, Coville Gardens is not too far from Zadie Gardens. It's all okay. on the same Washington Boulevard going down the end. You know what I mean? So I was DJing one night on, on my sound soul symphony and i met up with dwight and this guy who's plays squad 51 called wani wani yes man yeah and they introduced me to the the, the owner of the sound roddy and cross and 
them say, yo, the youth, uh, the youth, uh, him are the bad, you know, bad for the mixing. Because I was, I was versed on the mixing and the, the scratching and the reggae dance scratching and all that. And they said I should come and just come vibes with them one night. So I said, all right. And they used to keep a New Year's Eve party at Coville Gardens every year. This, this was like an annual event. Coville Gardens every New Year's Eve. So I went there one New Year's Eve and I played. Mash up the place, mm. mash up the place. Everybody, I say, oh, who that you tell Gray? And it's like, you know, because I was relatively unknown in that circuit. Mm -hmm. Uptown side, people know me, but like, you know, you know, playing in certain areas, nobody don't know who this youth is. But I was just following Squad 51, and that's when we kind of get into the, the hardcore side of the, you know, the, the real hardcore side of dancehall. Because they would, they would, they were the sounds that was going country to play. My yeah. sound, Soul Symphony, never used to leave out of Kingston. It was relatively always uptown. So yeah. with Squad 51 now, they were like nationwide. They would be all over the place, going into some ghettos, going into some country parts, going to some lawn. And that's why I was like, you know what? I'll go with them, brother. Because it was a vibe at the time. You know what I mean? Everybody up on truck top, truck back and, you know. <laughs> were, were, they, were they juggling two turntables at this time or this was more one turntable? This was two turntables. Mm -hmm. Jamaica was into the two turntables from, from an early stage. Um, squeeze and from, you know, back in that, everybody, well, I started out on two turntables. I could never see myself playing on one turntable. So I was a, I was a guy who was playing on two turntables and I was versed on the, on the decks. And um, so that got me a lot of bookings and a lot of guys calling me to come play on them sound and, and just that vibe. And I, with Squad 51 is where I really learned my craft of, of playing into certain, you know, hardcore dancehall. And uh, with, I was with Squad 51 for a good while until basically Soul Symphony was still playing out. So I was doing uptown parties with Soul Symphony and then the downtown parties with Squad, so to speak, in areas, downtown parts, but you know what I mean? And um, that's where I was like learning the two sides, how to entertain, you know, different sides of people, different type, different class, different categories of people. And that's what, that's how I, I learned. And that helped me a lot. You know, what, do you find was, what do you find was the biggest difference with playing like uptown parties versus like downtown or country parties at that time there? Well, it's just the music. I mean, there's the uptown parties. They love them disco because, you know, Jamaica was, you know, a lot of that back in the eighties and all you could probably hear on the radio is mainly disco and soul. So I'd, we used to shop for, you know, discos, the, the, the disco 12-inch from America. My bread used to fly to Miami and come back with pure 12-inch discos. And, you know, everybody used to play disco. So I used to love playing the hip-hop on the disco back then. But when you go out with Squad 51 now, it's not, you can't, it's not too much of that. That was a different, it's a different dance. So they were more into the, like, the rubber dub thing, the dancehall, real hardcore dancehall. So it wasn't that thing where you, I'm going to be in there playing, you know, the whole heap of disco and the 12-inch discos. But even though they had it, but it was mm. mainly dancehall. Rough, raw band, dancehall. Sound clashed. So you That's were clashing on the Squad yeah, 51. Man. Yeah, after, yeah. It was, one, it was the man. But yeah. when it comes to the, the mixing, that's my side. And, you know, I would tell be... Me, mm. Tell me some of the clashes you remember on Squad 51. Particularly either win, Man, I lose, was, or draw. I was, a, I was a baby them time. Um, I remember inner city. That's mm -hmm. one that I know 
very well. Can we kill them? But they played Lover's Choice. Oh my God, I can't remember some of them song names, boy. It's been so long. Lover's Choice, Inner City. Mm-hmm. Boy, if one was with me, one would I tell me everybody, because one know everybody. <laughs> but back then, as I said, I used to go in a lot of sound clashes mm-hmm. and kill a lot of sound. They used to, Squad 51 was really like into the, you know, cutting dogs. That got me into starting to think, you know, I'm going to start cutting dogs for Squad for, for my little uptown sound because I was in the studios going, you know, like checking out and finding out how this dog play thing go. And when I went to my brethren in uptown now, I said, yo, we need to start cut some dubbing up. Man, I said, what? Not really what? We're not going to be one of them sound. But they said, no, because basically you don't have to be a clash sound to have dubs. It's just good to know you have a, 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 a song that can identify your sound and identify the DJs, them and, you know, the DJs, you know, the artists, prof, you know, big in New York. It was a good look. Them times, it was an uptown sound. So we started cutting dubs for Soul Symphony. That's where I got my... My first Shabarangs dub plate. Okay. Shabarangs, yeah. Yeah. I voiced Shabarangs for Soul Symphony back then. I voiced Risto Benji, then Tan Risto and Shabar mm-hmm. Bar. So, you know, you're mm-hmm. talking about 80, early, mid-80s. We, I got Shabarangs and, and Risto Benji. Major worries. These are the guys who used to, I used to just voice and dub plates. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can remember the first dub plate I got from Shabba was $250, Jamaican dollars, not US. Wow. So he wasn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shabba may not bust out the business, but I have to, have to make it known publicly, all right? Maybe yeah. I bring it the way. Yeah, man. And it's this was then, jammies where you were cutting a lot of these jammies, dubs back yeah, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, man. Jammies. So you must know how far where I come from. So I used to cut dubs for Soul Symphony whilst we're still cutting dubs for Squad 51. Um, but as I said, my thing was just basically, I wasn't really a soul symphony. wasn't really that type of sound to be cutting multiple dubs, but you know, just the one and two, you can just have as, you know, as a little party where, you know, a party, you can play a show. We would just be cutting the dub. We wouldn't be cutting dubs in a sound clash style. Mm-hmm. Basically it would be the same dub, but you know, it's just calling your name. So it wasn't really built as a burial song. Uh, we didn't change the lyrics or alter the lyrics for for sound clash purpose, but it was just, just basically, just name put, yeah, just put with the name of the same song that he put on 45. And that was a big look for us from there. Cause I know it was it around the same time here now where you were doing a couple stints on the radio RJR. That's right. I, in soul symphony, there was a, a friend of mine who worked for RJR, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Brown. He used to do a radio program on RJR and, and with me learning my skill and, and, and mastering it, he said, you know what, you need to come in on a, on a Saturday night and come do some mixing. So mm-hmm. I used to go in on a Saturday night and mix on his program. Never talk on the show, but just do the mixing. And that was like a good look because I had little radar drops, little radar jingles. So I wouldn't really talk on the microphone, but I would have a jingle would come in and say, you know, DJ Chris, because I wasn't known as Goldfinger them times. Okay, it, it was, wasn't, you didn't get the Goldfinger yet at this time. No, 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 no. The Goldfinger never, Goldfinger came after. Goldfinger came mm-hmm. late, later on. One night, um, playing in Spanish down to Leng. Mm-hmm. Um, Leng used to keep a lot of parties. The same police, ex-police Leng. We used to play mm-hmm. for him a lot. Um, in Ensom City, mm-hmm. right? And Soul Symphony went over there. And um, we were playing at a party. And these times, sounds just string up on the road. You know, sounds string up on the street side and people mm-hmm. just party. And 
that was them days was just pure niceness. So we used to play a lot in Spanish town. The sound, soul symphony. It was an uptown sound. Then we started getting plenty of bookings in Spanish town. Okay. And um, we, uh, we, got a, we got a booking from Michi, quite, quite a few ex-police officers. Leng, we played for Leng in Ensom City. And I was DJing what that night. I never, never forget this because people always ask me this question. Oh, you make it any Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just DJing one with the night. And I use the name, you know, DJ Chris. And then I play and start scratch. You know, this time, them time when reggae, reggae play, you know, when I stop the record and scratch and then we mix all the reggae with a soul. You know, the, 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 the version of the reggae playing and the vocal of the, the soul playing and they're all in sync and the players are mashed And I, you know, with songs playing and I'm stopping and I'm scratching and I let it go and it's still in sync and the man of us say, yo, I and then one guy just come up and say, yo, are you at the gold finger? Are you at the gold finger? And once he said that, my brother and him started. <laughs> my brother and him said, yeah, man, I hear your name that night, a gold finger, your name that. I said, yo, we are called, so. The man said, no, man, I didn't. I, like, I never forget the guy, the guy called Ola Bread. I don't know if he's still alive. I don't know if he's still alive. If he's watching, make sure big you up for that night. But trust me, that name, Goldfinger, stick that night when I played in Spanish town. The man just said, yo, you are the Goldfinger. A Goldfinger is the name. And that was it from then. Mm-hmm. Goldfinger, my name. It's just like that. So and that was in Spanish. Yeah. Just Spanish that one talk. night. Doing, yeah, just that, doing that mix that night and scratching and doing all that little excitement on the decks them. Mm-hmm. The man said, yo, are you a gold finger? You have the gold finger. And from that, that's it. It just stuck there. So then your yeah. first intro to any radio or anything would have been RJR. You didn't do any radio before that. Were you even looking no. to do radio or anything? No, 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 no. Just... I was just loving to play, just loving music, just playing music. And uh, any platform I got, mm-hmm. I would just say, you know what, uh, I'm going for it. And when Jeffrey Brown said to me, you know, come in and just come to some mixing on, on RJR. Uh, I said, yeah. Them time, Al Plummer, you have some guys back in the days, Al Plummer used to do mixes on, 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 a re- on the radio on a Saturday night. I used to just go in and, uh, and just do mixes and, you know, and that was it for me with that kind of gave me that kind of, you know, the radio feel as much as I wasn't a broadcaster, I was just in the studio and seeing all the setup and seeing they had some, they, back then it was carts. Radio jingles was on a thing called cart. It was like a continuous loop. So you just put the cart in and fire it away, drop your jingle and it start. When it finished, it start back again automatically. I used to just play Chris Gold. No, it wasn't Chris Gold. DJ Chris. You know, them little jingles. That's all I used to do on a Saturday night. Just mix and just drop my little jingles. And when I next day, everybody called me. Well, never called me. There was no cell phone in time. Everybody came up on the road. <laughs> I would say, yo, listen, you last night, mud. And everybody. And that's was I kind of start building up my name from this on. The name start kind of, you know, was out there you now. And I had the sound system, which my Bridget from Soul Symphony sound system was in my house in Zedi. Okay. Um, and I I took it from my Bridget up in Armour Heights and took it down to my house in Zedi. So I had all the records and I set up the, you know, the, the, my bedroom with two turntables and mixes mm-hmm. and everything. I always just mess about in my bedroom. I always kept practicing, mixing, finding out which record can go with, which reggae can go with, which soul. 
and which disco can go with which reggae and always a try experiment with sounds you know mix because mm-hmm. the reggae and the reggae the reggae and the and the soul mix used to wicked now for sure i practice it in my bedroom until i made a cassette i just made a cassette for myself just you know just practicing i make i made a cassette for myself and Back then, people used to be a double deck cassette tapes. You remember that tape that the double deck? We mm-hmm. just copy cassette to cassette. So I, used, I made a cassette for myself and I, somebody heard it and said, Give me a copy. Mm-hmm. So I had a double deck, a twin deck, and I copied a, a, a you know, you fast copy it for him and I gave it to him. And from this, it's like every the thing of it wasn't, I, I, I'll use the term viral, even though viral is mm-hmm. more a, a today term. But back I then, got they, you. The cassette gone viral. <laughs> right. The cassette gone viral. Everybody mm-hmm. have this cassette. I play it. Man, I pass. Guys, car, man, I drive past me. I made my, you know, jingles and mm-hmm. everybody play this Chris Goldsmith, no, DJ Chris cassette mm-hmm. until I went into a minibus and I heard the same cassette. The cassette I made for myself, you know. And I just yeah. give him a bridge a copy. And from this, it just got viral. And then uh, I went into a minibus and heard it. And I said to the driver, yo, we get that cassette from. Mm-hmm. And I was, yo, oh, yo, you want that copy of mine? And I said, you know, so I need that. <laughs> and the man said, no, man, I don't you this, man. You can't play music. I said, yeah, man, I mean, man, I DJ Chris, man, I mean, man. I said, so you... Met this, started talking to the DJ, to the, the driver of the bus. And him said, all right, if I you, make me one. And big me up on it. Mm-hmm. I said, all right. Drop me back. I was on this route, come off and went home. And give me, and give me a list of names for big up, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, the man, right, man, right on him name, right on the doctor name, right on who sit up on the back seat, right on who sit up on the front seat. Now we're talking about these days where bus used to carry loud sound system. Mm-hmm. And the bus with the heaviest sound get the most passengers. That's mm-hmm. what how it used to run. I talk about in the latter part of the 80s. Mm-hmm. The late 80s, I talk about 18, 88, 89. Now, the, them, them days, that there was no regulation about sound or noise abatement act or anything. It was just pure, big, heavyweight sound. So I made a cassette for this bus and I am um, you know lay waiting upon the boulevard see the bus I come and flag him down and pull up on a jump tube give him the cassette mm-hmm. from Deso the name just gone again because I made a special it was like a dog plate for the for the bus mm-hmm. and this is how the, the driver the driver the name Boops mm-hmm. the doctor the name Rusty you can't forget them you then you start the career. <laughs> right? And then you have guys on the back seat, you have all the police officer in the on the pond used to lift on the bus name too sweet. Yo, I'm telling you, Bridget. We used to just party upon the bus. Because it was just a fun to just get him a brand new cassette. Even soul, you just play a, a nice, you get your nice cassette with soul music, or you get your nice reggae music, and trust me. The bus used to attract a lot of people, and people always say, Yo, who made that tape? Who? So the driver would say, Yo, so the youth, I'm the cassette, man. And the man start give me orders for cassette. Yo, why make three for my bus? And why make three? Why make two for me? Why more? And give my girl a present, make a soul CD, not CD, make a soul cassette for my girl. Mm-hmm. 
Please just a write down the order then until I start charge what? Them time I was doing it for free, but I said, now, man, I get too much now. I'm going to start saying, oh, give me $20. And it was like $20. Them time I had $20, big money, but the people mm -hmm. party, it was like a dog plate for them. So mm -hmm. I said, I'll give you $20. And the man said, all right. So trust me, I was making serious money back then. I remember talking about 1988, you know, 1987, because I came to England in 88 for the first time. So it was like about 87, I was making cassettes and just sending them on the road. And everybody want to find out which DJ this. And I, you know, everybody want to call me. Then boops now, the driver for Exterminator, he was like my agent. But people okay. would go to him. Because <laughs> him know where to find me. Sometimes a man drive all the big bus, you know, full of passengers running my yard, you know. <laughs> Remember me living off the boulevard, you know, see the guy that's mm -hmm. just off the boulevard. And he would drive all the bus with passengers just to pick up cassette. Mm. He would, you know, yo, may I come around your house? Say, all right. You know, them times they don't cell phone, the man have to call me by your house phone. House mm -hmm. phone to house phone. I come on here, it was about one o'clock. We can't pick up the cassette. Yeah, man, you ready by then. You have the cassette sitting on waiting. All of us on the big bus pass on. Pick up him cassette and him gone with the passenger, passenger bus full of passenger. Man, gone. And everybody used to link him for my cassette. And so he would, it would, more time when I go link him that evening, he would have said, well, I never order for 10 cassettes, you know. And these are, if people don't realize, these are all, if it's 10 cassettes, it's not like you're going to record one and then and then no, duplicate it. No, you have to no, make 10 different ones. You have to make 10 different ones. I mean, there was times when you could duplicate, but mm -hmm. these these were bus drivers. Mm -hmm. And they would give you the blank cassette and a list to who to big up. Now, this time I wasn't really taught. I wasn't really much of a mic magician at the time. I was just, mm -hmm. I would just take up the mic and say, oh, big up Rusty, big up Books the driver, big up all the exterminator crew, big up all the passengers. And then once I do the intro, that's it. I just music. And maybe at the end of the cassette, I say, yo, well, that's Chris DJ, Chris. Bigging up everybody. Thanks for listening. Blah, blah, blah. And that's it. That was it. Intro and outro. And that's it. I wasn't talking in between the, 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 the mix. But people love that. And the DJ sounded the, the bus driver. And everybody used to, Prince Macho Perry, Pierre Bossman used to link me for cassette. So I used to run the route, the whole 48 route, until another sound used to run the, 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 the Meadowbrook route, um, Roadstar. Roadstar, big up Ian and the crew over there. Roadstar. Yeah, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Never forget them. You, the Roadstar, you know, used to run. So we used to kind of have the streets locked. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And this is where this is where I start to kind of build my repertoire. Big, the name start ring up. You know, DJ Chris. Everybody start. Oh, you know, Goldfinger start ring up now, and everybody start. You know, get familiarized with the name and start swim up on the road and see us Goldfinger there. So I was making money with cassette just by making cassettes. Mm. Um, you know, to have two, you know, matter about 1986, 87, you have 200 Jamaican dollars in your pocket. That work for money that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, me have all sometimes me have all four or five hundred Jamaican dollars in my pocket. I mean, I say, oh, I'm rich. So when my mother no, yeah, off a cassette, just cassettes. You know what I mean? I had loads of cassettes, loads of money. I make beer money off a cassette, just making cassettes. Mm -hmm. Until my my mother know, you know, she was living in the States. She moved to the States. So I, you know, we had, you know, I was still at Z at the time. And 
I was, my mother moved to the States, working in the States. And I, she just rang one day and say, yo, um, you need to, you know, you, you go to England with your brother. My, that time I had two brothers here already. And she said, oh, Chris, you know, okay, you know, you know, the parents and back then is like, if them go away, sort themselves out. Mm -hmm. Then them start sending one by one, big brother gone first, next brother. <laughs> she reminds me, you're time. You know mm -hmm. it already. Somebody say, yo, never really, really want to go foreign. I said, nah, I'm a good yourself. I'm all right. Come here, make me like $20. I'm going to be careful there, you know? So she said, nah, man. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to lift up, man. You know, that you, that, they are work to make sure you guys see it and set on yourself. She said, listen, you have to fly. Somebody said, all right. This was 1988. Fly to England. Now, my brother them was here already. Two brothers were here. So now, I said, all right. I'm going to leave the sound business. Because she said, this now, this now pay, you know. Mm -hmm. Sound system thing now works work for you, you know. Because to them, we are not run up their light bill. It's not, a, it's not a career. It's nothing it's that not you could career. do this for a yeah, long time. You cannot. You know, it's not a profession that you can say you're going to become a, a DJ. That's how in their mind. And mm -hmm. now, nah, man, this DJ thing now nah, go work. Better you live up. So I said, all right, now let's see what I go on. So I fly out February the 14th, 1988. Valentine's Day, I live up from Jamaica mm -hmm. and came to England. Now, may I tell you, may I come out of the sun? May I come out where the, where the, where the sun is 96 degrees in the shade <laughs> and drop in England in February. In February, boss. Where it's minus six in the sun. <laughs> I say, oh, what is... I want me to drop in at the place, you know. Mm. First thing is Maricha. He threw a airport, you know. Remember, I walk out, you know, I have a little jacket, you know, you're not really dressed for that. Okay, you're not really, you know, really gear up feet yet. Mm -hmm. So I have a little coat, I'm giving my little jacket for wear up. A thin jacket, like a blazer. And when I come out and pick up my luggage and I walk to me, I say, yo, that AC are cool, eh, man. Like me, I said, that AC. <laughs> me, I said, that AC are cool. A <laughs> man said, I don't use sleep fast. I wear that is. <laughs> I say, what? Well, yeah. When we walk outside, <laughs> at that time, you see it. I don't <laughs> <laughs> say, oh, the blow. I'm a chairman. I say, you at this. I left Jamaica for. Anyway, I say, I go, I go green and bear it. So, I say, no, all right. I go and see if I can fit in. So I dead ass for a while, they have England for a while. My brother know which part of my work. He say, yo, them always look, you know, vacancies are always there. Applied. Mm -hmm. Applied for a little job. Got it straight away. As I said, I kind of have a little, little head space. Yeah. So the application never, it wasn't, it was easy. The interview was easy. And you know, my CV did kind of look impressive, you know? Okay. Now, I start work for the Department of Health and Social Security. Right away. Sorry? Right away. Right away. Right away. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. 
Department of Health and Social Security. Mm-hmm. Right? I started working there straight away. It's like my land of February and by the March, mm-hmm. we start work. By the, yeah, by the beginning of March, we start work. Now, I um, started work and started saving mm-hmm. because I know my intentions. I knew what my intention was because I, I said, no, I'm not stay so. Mm-hmm. so every little dime I make, every little pound I make, mm-hmm. going on a little saving box. I'm just a, all me I think about is back at Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So when I call my bridge and I say, yo, well, I must say, yo, Chris, where the money miss you down there? We need the body of cocks, we're there. I said, I tell him, I'm so come back, I come back, man. Don't worry yourself. <laughs> but all I'm doing is just working and thinking about going back to Jamaica. Because I said, when we leave down there, I feel something could have been survive and I would be all right. Because I'm young and in time. And it's like, yeah, I make a little change. I feel say, you can buy us, but you couldn't buy us. <laughs> but you don't feel safe, comfortable. You are right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We can buy a couple, you know, buy a drink if you want, buy a drink, buy a party if you want, buy a party. Never have to ask somebody for none. So I was just all right. So I was here in England and working, 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 going all out until I save enough to buy a keyboard. Now, before I flew to England, I used to. Because I was still up with Soul Symphony and Squad 51. Mm-hmm. I met up with Stone Love. We powered them and Rory them time that. And we, you know, we all kind of hang out. We all know each other now. And because the Squad 51 kind of introduced me to that side of the dance hall arena. So I get to know We Power and Rory. And them days, they used to have this keyboard. We used to make these yeah. sound effects and things. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we say, oh, when we go to England, we have to buy, buy a keyboard. Because sound effects was the thing on sound system. I must have to get one soul symphony and bring it to me. Where I got squad me on the sounds, Miss Middle, Middle keyboard. So I bought that was the first instrument I bought when I come in. Like work and bought a nice good keyboard. And mm-hmm. all me I think about is just a head back of Jamaica. But just six months it took me <laughs> to say, you know what, this is it. Mm-hmm. Somebody just say, oh, I'm retire and I'm resign. <laughs> <laughs> So my brother, I say, yo, we up to him. I say, yo, my head back, you know. Man, I say, yo, man. I say, yeah, man, man, I go back to Jamaica, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say, yo, we make up my mind. I say, all right. It's up to you, you know, boss. So I say, all right. I just pack up my little things. Eh? That time I buy up little things and little clothes. And I mean, I work. I mean, I work. Because I didn't live. I say, no, man, we can't live. I mean, I say, it's not even just about the money, the pounds that women that make over at the time. Because I was making more here than when I was in Jamaica in terms of equivalent. Okay. Of the yeah. ratio, of course. But. I just, that vibe and the, the, the fun vibe and the, you know, I said, nah, man, I miss that. Mm-hmm. So I said, nah, I come living on a freezer. Nah, man, can't do that. And I flew back to Jamaica, like in six months. Mm-hmm. Because you know what catch me at Jamaica too? I'll never forget this. The 12th of September, 1988, was Hurricane Gilbert. Mm-hmm. There, so you must, you must know. Remember, I leave the 14th of February, you know. 14th of February 1988, and I was in Jamaica, September the 12th, when Gilbert Lick, I was in Jamaica at the time. They know so I'm done with England, I'm gone, I'm a Hurricane Island now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I start back with the sound. I want to tell you, so the first, the, the day when I reached Jamaica, I fly back to Jamaica, Soul Symphony was playing out. Okay. 
they, they knew I was coming. It was like it was built as the return of Chris Goldfinger. And I flew in that night and man him picked me up at the airport. I never, never had a chance to put on my suitcase or thing at home. The man him got straight to the venue. And it was like my foot, my foot didn't even touch the ground. Man, it lift me up, man. What excitement is like me. I say, yes. It's like welcome back. It was a mm -hmm. welcome home party. Playing at the party, mash up the players, feel good. Next day, everybody, oh, Chris Goldfinger is back. Booking start coming. Okay. Tell a phone call, come here, we never did what I hear. Only they call me. And so we, <laughs> we are the Kajuria mm -hmm. And it's like, dumb. Like me say, no, I couldn't, we can't. She said, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Head back. But when I flew down, I bought an open ticket, like a six-month ticket. But then, you, you know, you buy an open ticket. So it's like, yeah. you can valid, it's valid for six months. That's what yeah. I bought when I went to Jamaica in September. In, in, in yeah, in the 88th September. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mother said, you know, no, man, you have to head back. Go back to England. You're mm -hmm. not staying in Jamaica. Jamaica have nothing for you. And you know it, Gary, there's a young youth. And all them look on it. Them, them, them now go see. Them, them, you know, them, that class, that generation mm -hmm. of it. For sure. Yes, you know, them them want the best for you, obviously. But they just thought, nah, this DJing thing, nah, go make it for you. Right? Mm -hmm. you, you know I mean? You got good school. And, you know I mean? You have, you know, you were in a good job in England because I heard that you were doing good in over there. And next year, you gone back to Jamaica, you run up and down, pump, mini bus, and it's like they can't see why you're in the garrison doing all of these stuff here while you have a good education, but you're not following up nah, in a place where you could like get some good waste. money. Yeah, man. Like you waste your talent. But they don't know build my talent. But anyway, mm. I said, all right. So I stayed there for the six months and I had to go back. Mm. Okay, you know, when, when your mother talk, you have to listen. Mm. So said, all right. May I go back to England? So I had to decide, so you know what? Uh, that's it. I'm going back. So I came back, um, applied for a job straight away. Mm. Same a government job as well. And I got it, started working and start staying and just settle. And I mean, as miserable as I was, I was just, mm -hmm. you know, green I'm there, just take it. So I was just working nine to five, just doing my little nine to five and Every day you're thinking about, yo, man, can I be at Jamaica right now? And mm. all you, you look on the phone and you call your bridge and you can't hear, yo, people, everybody asks for you. I'm like, oh, please don't tell me this. Mm. Let me know. I hear that. I'm homesick <laughs> until I was in a party because, you know, people, I, I, I made a little name for myself in Jamaica when I was there. Yeah. Not a very big name, but I made a little name. So the name was one or two people did hear about Chris Goldfinger. Because I even hear, um, I guess you had on your show, Richard Poole beat me up. Okay. Yes. I heard Richard Poole beat me up. And I forgot Richard Poole. He was one of the pioneers as well back in the days when we started out. Now, when I, when I just forget about sound system now, and I'm just a, Regular Mr. Christopher. And I was just going to work at daytime, coming home at evening time, going work, going home, going work, going home. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've never really want party coming in another mood. And over here, the party seemed totally different. Okay. 
right? And I went to a, a, a friend of mine was on tour over here, Clement Irie. And then from White Dog, a DJ club called Clement Irie. He was here on tour. And them time the Clement Irie, I locked the place, my watch who named Bonan, he's a tear up England. And, and I was with me and Clement roll out and go to this part, this club. Mm-hmm. And Rodigan was DJing there. Now, I don't know, I didn't know Rodigan at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I've never met him personally, but you know, it was shocking what he said to me that night when I met him. Um, when I, when I went to this club with Clement Harry and, um, you know, Rodigan come over and said, well, I want Clement and really excitement, mm-hmm. exchange pleasantries and thing. And Clement said, oh, meet my virgin Chris Goldfinger, you know? And Rodigan was like, Chris Goldfinger. Let me say, yeah, yeah. It's a big Chris Goldfinger. I mean, I say, where this, you ever hear what me? Every I say, why you big Chris Goldfinger like you hear about me? I mean, I never realized the name reach over them side. Well, reach over them side. Because it just there, white, I love me, and see it again. But we reach out. I say, yeah, you know what, Chris? You say, yeah. I always listen to I always listen to you. You used to be on our I mean, I say, oh, yeah. I'm like, me, then I forgot. Yes. The man said, yeah. Yo, yo, man, I listen. I hear you lots about you, man. I hear lots. I mean, I say, eh. Then he said to me, oh, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I said, John, I came to him up on tour. I was just saying, oh, damn, I was dead. He said, are you doing radio? Are you doing radio or anything? I said, no, 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 no. I said, no, I'm just here. You know, I'm just <laughs> fitting in, you know. He said to me, oh, I'm on, I'm, uh, you know, I'd love you to be a part of what I'm doing on my, on my station. I'm going to say, what? Radio? Just like that. Like, just like that. The man said, how would you like to, you know, sit in for me when I'm, when I'm away? Mm-hmm. And I said, what? I said, yeah, man. Yes, <laughs> of course. I said, yeah, 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 of course. But I'm not like, really excited. But I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget have the time, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out and see what. Yeah, see yeah, what. yeah, yeah. Let me see, let me see, let me check the schedule. You know, trust me. When the man put that to me, and I was like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. I still forgot up on radio to play some music. When me had tried, when me love, I said, "All right." He took my number, and um, he said, "All right, whenever I'm going away, because he know it's like him didn't know me from the radio." Mm-hmm. And he know know my potential from then, which I was surprised that he did. That he did. So when Rodigan used to fly out, he used they used to call me, and I used to sit in for Rodigan on him on him reggae show on a Sunday, and that's where I got my first taste of you know music in England and mm-hmm. you know reggae playing at on a radio station. It was Kiss and FM. he was on he was on Kiss at that time there. Yeah, he was on Kiss FM at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to deputize for him when he met out. So that's where I kind of felt the vibe. I said, you know what? Yeah, man, more and get back into this music thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I met some guys. Now, just by, you know, going out now, regular kind of on the road, meet up with, oh, my radio show going to start. I'm just pause this. Yeah, I um, met with some guys here. And they were building, they were building a sound system at the time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't on the road yet, but one of the owners came from Connecticut and he was here at his family out here in the UK. 
and some other guys were here from the UK. And I got, I met a couple of them and they were telling me about this sound because they were like, Chris Goldfinger, yeah, man. They have a squad 51 cassette merging it. Brother, are you, are you, are you and your Goldfinger? I said, yeah, man. So they had cassettes over here and, you know, them, them days is like, you, you got Brixton, this is man, I sell cassette and them things. We look, squad 51 cassette. I said, whoa. I'm not kind of say, yo, I need that, you know. I'm as a now and stuff in eyes, man. Hey, who are you? Nobody ever seems to believe you when you tell them, yo, it's me. It's me. Yeah, man. Nobody believes you. They don't want to believe. But anyway, then they tell one of the guys, they say, yo, Chris Goldfield of a tune. And then they say, yo, we're Bill Asson. We're going to look for a DJ. So I say, yeah? I say, yeah, man. So I say, what the sound name? I say, what? Asha International. We we'll call it Asha International. So I said, oh, okay. Now, where I lived in England when I first came out, where I lived not too far from me was the guy, with the guy who bought the sound over here. That's where he lives. So we said, let's link up and we go over to this guy's house and we can look on him, equipment them and thing and thing. So I said, all right, one day we'll meet up, I'll head up for the guys, the, the guy who owned the sound went up to his house, went inside and I saw two turntable mixer, the whole works. Mr. yo. A sound like this, I did not establish. He said, no, I'm going to just bring it from America because most of the problem is like 110 volts. Mm. I know England are too far. I mean, I said, yo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you have to have converters and all them things. I mean, I said, yeah. But you guys bought the sound from America to here. But anyway, Teddy, I'm playing at that mix in the house. I'm mean, just dying to get my hand on two turntables and start mix and scratch. And the man must say, yo, mud bad. Anyway, I never forget this. When I was mixing, I was like pulling down the, the pitch control to make the mix. And a man said, No, 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 enough to move. Them, them thing enough to move. You know? <laughs> them thing enough to step on the green light. <laughs> I mean, I said, Big man, let me do my thing, man. And just, you just listen. You just listen and enjoy. Yeah, man. I, I, mean, I showed the man about going dead. Yeah. And we have mixed something until we say, You know what? This, that sound I need to go up on the road. Sound, big sound. I say, yo, we're ready for the road. I mean, dying for touch road as well. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we started to, you know, go out there and try and make ourselves known to some promoters. Man, and say, nah, star, you know, them rather stick with, obviously, with who them know. Because, obviously, you're in this to make money. You don't really want to go put no sound mm -hmm. where nobody don't know up on your flyers and, you know, make, end up flop your, your dance. Everybody was hiring the sound, which are known at the time. So we were struggling at, we were struggling to get ourselves known. Even though I had a name, it's like nobody know me. So we said, you know what? If nobody now hire away, the next best thing to do is keep our own parties and just go on. Because back then you could, it wasn't going into a nightclub and hiring a nightclub to keep a party. You just want to have a house. A blues dance. Yes. I get you. I don't know if you have that over your sideway man just of course. Finally go empty house. Kick <laughs> off the front door. <laughs> and I hate Bridge that. Tonight. Eh? And that's it. Yes, mm -hmm. man. And if the if no car if no light no in the bridge lights and send it in there, that's how we find venues. And mm -hmm. we just build some black bin bag and black out the windows then. And it was a dance hall. And we used to keep political parties there. More times I'll you know, we invite a few local guests and it's like 10 away in another place and that's it for the night because there's other sounds playing out down the road or up the road and them have the whole other crowd. So we were just struggling with our little sound and play out every, you know, weekend we try to keep a little party until people start 
here and, you know, one time we have about 20 people in the dance. So we say, yo, we'll dance rum. <laughs> and then next week, the following week, we'll keep another party. They turn 40 people. So it's like the words start get out. And Kasonia bad, you know. So people used to start coming to our dances, even though some people, most of the other parties were really packed. But our dancers, we could see the potential. People could see the potential of the song. So we used to have, our, you know, we just had a little hardcore following. Following the song, everyone would play them. You said us roll, cause then was they were like saying this song had the stone love in England. Mm. So we had that vibe and the talk and the mix and the, you know, but back then it's like most songs were playing with one turntable. Okay. So when I came and I said no, I can't play with one turntable, boss. Another from that, cause I would mm. people would call me to guess up here on them sound like come juggle some tune from the sound. I want me to say, oh, I bring, all right, I bring my record. And when me look, a one turntable. So I said, how would that work? I said, me can't, me can't do that. Can't play for a one turntable. That's more like the, for the, you know, the, back then you had like the, the, the Saxon and the Coxons and they used to carry their DJs. Mm -hmm. the it was a rubber dub style for the one It was one more like a rubber dub style where a man would put on a record and play mm -hmm. the, the A side and then him. The DJ would say, yo, in comes participation too. And women sleep over to and then the DJ them come on and do them thing and lock down the place. My thing wasn't that. My thing was more of a juggling thing. So even when the sound start pick up and build a name, DJs used to come to us like, and singers used to say, yo, we can't follow, because follow the sound and sing on the sound at night time and thing. Because even one of the guys who was playing the song with me, Junior Chin, he's a singer. Okay. He's a big singer. And, um, he would sing on Coxon and all the big sounds them as well. But he was he was the one who introduced me to the Asha, Asha International at the time. So he was a big singer. Back then, we never even wanted him to sing on the song because we weren't going in that direction. We did just want to be a sound where, you know. But he had all permission. He had all rights if he wanted to sing because, you know what I mean? But the, him realized the, the way the direction that we're going in is just uh, as a party sound. As a party sound. Juggling sound. A mm -hmm. Stone Loves type sound. Now, the song was going. The song started to make a huge name. And I was still sitting in for Rodigan when him fly out. Okay. Until this was it. The song just blew up. That mm. the, the other songs who used to have the crowd, them crowd just start diminish. Everybody start for the Asha World. It, mm. Asha International. You never reached you never reached Asha World yet. It was, it was still Asha, Asha International when it got its break. It was Asha International. Got it. Right. And it was, a, it was then, it was a, it was at one point when I said, we, well, we all had a meeting and we just decided to change the name because it's like most songs was Saxon International, Coxon International, Asha International. Mr. this international thing, everybody are now. It's like back in, you know, back in the 70s, everything was hi fi. Hi fi or high power. Yeah, high power. It's like, nah, man, them thing they outdated, man. Mm -hmm. I said, you drop this international thing, right? Because you have Cox International, you have Saxon International, you have V Rocket International, you have all these international sounds. Mm -hmm. And they were international sounds. We don't reach international status yet for even put our international power name. So I say, you know what? Change the name. And because I came from Jamaica and Doug, you know, who owned the sound system, the equipment. He came from Connecticut and then Junior Chin and the rest of the guys were from, you know, always from, you know, from England, based in England. We just say it's a world movement. So the actual world movements came about. 
So, you know, Asha World Movements. Till we start play out with the name Asha World Movements and the sound of blow up. Until when I want to realize that many women follow the sound. Mm-hmm. Till them call it Asha World, a girl movement. Yes. That, that's how I remember. I remember hearing Asha, Asha World, yes. And then I heard Asha World, a girl movement. <laughs> yes. A million girls start following the sound. I know any of the girl, them, they know what happened. Mm-hmm. The man never got there. Mm-hmm. So we had parties where it was roadblock after roadblock. Seven nights a week we had play out. Seven nights a week. And we were just locking down the place. Everywhere, Brixton, everywhere, north, 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 south, east and west. We had play out. Is and it because you guys them. came with this new type of style of juggling opposed to the one turntable? It's the, it's the new style of juggling that did it. Mm-hmm. It's a new style of juggling. And, you know, we now walk with a bag of DJs, like, you know, Mike Chan, you know, like I'm talking about. To, mm-hmm. to, you know, that, 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 that had its crowd. That mm-hmm. had its niche. And everybody want to go that. Anybody want to hear that, they know what's to go. But my sound, you're coming to hear. You're coming to hear party tune. And you hear everything. You hear soul. You hear disco. You hear dancehall. You hear calypso. You get a full, a full menu. Mm-hmm. So that, party sound to me so i bought that kind of soul symphony vibe with a little mix of squad 51 here mm-hmm. so it was a dancehall sound yes but you know you know the girls them want you them Afrique style jagabee style mm-hmm. rory style them love that and rory was not just a dancehall dj jagabee was just never a dancehall dj them on the play right across the board and at that me bring to them i'm saying you know what we're not gonna be a stigmatized you know as a dancehall sound would be a sound clash and like a coxing, you know, so every time you see coxing with another sound, you know, it's a clash dance. You know, it's a coxing up playing on up to like a, a, a party, like, a, you know, you don't really see them sound, they're playing a regular, just a normal party, a house party. It's always big dance, big clash, big sound. So I said, you know, we're going down the route where we're all cut dogs, you know, we still have all cut dogs, but we're not going to go down the route as a, you know, a killing sound where, what is a cut? Be a dub for kill people. No, we want to be a party sound. Because yeah? you're and still I coming with the same soul symphony way of thinking yeah. where you're cutting the dubs, but you're not killing. It's more like that's right. station that's identification. Right. That's right. Exactly. And I said, you know what? We don't want to go down the route where, because once you start down that route, that's it. Once you start as a class sound, Every booking you get is a clash sound, is a clash dance. I mean, I really want to get it away there because I say, you know what, no. I don't want to be stigmatized as like, every time I'm on book me, it's, it's have to be a war dance. So nobody now go book for a little house party or a little 21st birthday party. Nobody now go call me for that. They might check some number. Because you don't really hear certain songs playing at them type of parties. Mm-hmm. Unless I feel them daughter one or them son one. But them don't really get bookings for that. Me, you know, me, I get bookings right cross. So that's why I used to play out every night. Every club want me. Every night club used to call me. Yo, we want to get a residency. We do it on a Monday night. I said, now I'm a book out Monday night. We do it on a Friday. Now, definitely you can't get Friday. Saturday even worse. Sunday's worse. You can't get them night there. All right, Tuesday night. All right, take Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we, anything, anywhere we play. Even though when I'm on, say, boy, people really go up on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Once we depend on it, it right at work. So we used to play out seven nights and everywhere you used to run mm-hmm. until one 
one night I was playing in a place called Steppers Wine Bar. Now that's in Brixton, heart of Brixton. I used to do Steppers on a Wednesday night. And when I was playing in Steppers Wine Bar one Wednesday, I used to see this white guy behind me. Everywhere, everywhere, every Wednesday night I played, this white man stand up behind me. And him just a look. I remember when I played laptop them time, then I record where I play. So it's not like him can look over and see the name of the record. He have to touch me. I said, what's the name of that song? And then I wonder who this brother here. Because back then it's like, when you know one dance, I say a white man, and you know, a police, you know. Mm-hmm. And where I said, but you know, we see my flex, we said, this brother can't police. Then my heart's with the name of the song. Mm-hmm. I said, what's the name of that song you just played a while ago? I'm like, but I said, you know, Mad Snake Cobra, you know, Yush, mm-hmm. uh, Jackie Chan, press up, press up, and he'll be just, and I'll jack down the music. And my man said, anyway, I, in my heart, you never really make it bother. I juggle, I do my thing. Until him, when he move off, no, we touch a little man. I said, yo, who that brother there? And my man said, oh, Tim Westwood, man. Mm. Never really hear about Tim Westwood. And he was like, Tim Westwood, man, hip hop DJ, man. Mm. And my man said, eh. okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Party finished now, everybody, I head out. I pack up my record, and Westwood come over and say, yo, Chris, man. Love you, love how you play, man. Hello, West with the name, Yankee Vice. Yo, dog, I love how you play, man. Yeah, I mean, I say, yeah, man, yeah, man. respect, respect. Mm-hmm. And the man said, you know, I do a show on Capital. Oh, this man, they're on Capital FM, you know. This is a big station at that time there. This is a big, these are, these are proper legal stations. Mm-hmm. Back then, it's like, you know, if we get a look in, it must be a pirate station. Mm. So that's why deputizing for 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 Rodigan at the time was a big look for me for up on a legal radio station. When Westwood said the same thing, Westwood said, yo, I do a show on a Friday night. I want you to come and give me on like a 15-minute mix. Mm. Like dance hall. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, Yeah, all right, just let me know when. That's all right. Exchange numbers. Say, yo, more you coming. So you call me and say, yo, more you coming. Like, you know, on the 27th of January. You're free that night. They would say, yeah, man, no worries. I'm dead, man. So that Friday night, man, I shot down on our capital. I'm just going, put on my deck with music and just mix. 15 minutes worth of mixing. No talking, just mix. But he would be the one introducing me and bigging me up. Oh, Chris Goldfinger, hey, hey, hey. I, mean, I do my mix. And that kind of got me out there again, kind of sending him out again. So I look a few more, you know, a few more people. And the trick and, with it, remember, you said he's a hip-hop DJ. So this is... Introducing you to a new market, but right? Different here, right? audience. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I got introduced to a brand new audience. And mm-hmm. then it's like everything just a fall in place. The play out them are coming like crazy. We are making mm-hmm. money. We are flag of Jamaica regular cut dubs. We're just doing every I wouldn't have a clash for cut dubs. We just have cut dubs. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. cut dubs with clash with cut dubs with just for, you know, as we said, part of our purpose, our main just our purpose. Mm-hmm. And anyway. The song's getting good. All of a sudden, the song just start get too big. Mm. Till you know what happened when them said too many cooks. It was just the the, the guy who owned the sound, other guys, members of the sound, me, everybody just start clash because it's like the sound I get too big. Mm. And certain bookings is like people know me as the, the main person. 
So they would come to me for bookings and, you know, or you stay up on the 21st of December. Yeah, I'm free. Yeah, man, we're good. Then next minute, we go to the man and I say, yo, we get a booking for the 21st. Then the young man said, no, we get a booking for that already. Mm. You get booking for that already? So how come you're not saying nothing? Oh, no, I'm a big mother and sister. And I say, yo, can't work, sir. And it's like, it just clash. Every minute, it's the same thing. Clash is like, one man just take the book in. It's like, you know, I, and it just, every, everybody just started get to, it just, it just got chaotic. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now, me and the son get teeth. But I was in Jamaica. And I get a call. Mm-hmm. But it's a Christian teeth, the son. Yeah. I said, what? No, I had a whole heap of bookings, you know. And I'm in Jamaica cutting dubs. And the man in call me, said, them teeth, the son. So I said, all right, cool. It wasn't my son. Mm-hmm. So not saying that I didn't care, but it's like, if I, I, I feel it was just politics. Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody teeth the son, but that was another story, which you know everybody was going at. But the man said, them teeth the son. So I said, all right. I had all the records, which was the main ingredients. The main ingredients for the soup pot was the records. For sure. Once I have the records, I'm good. Right? So once they're not teeth the record, when we used to play out and the man of the sound of the truck and everybody will go home, record box, me will juggle, me will lift out that out of the truck that's going into my yard. Mm-hmm. And when them teeth the sound, equipment box, everything gone. But the record them, I had it. And I say, you know what? Promoters would phone me. I say, Chris, why well, go on? Me, you said them teeth the sound. I say, yeah. And now mm-hmm. this is people who Book me and pay me deposit already, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, bro, I'm going to run back them money there because I'm not a And back then, everybody, when you're playing out, you have to have your sound. For sure. And, right, everybody who's a player, every, every sound had their sound. Now, one promoter, one promoter, I'm ring up and said to him, say, yo, they don't say them teeth to sound. He said, hey, hey, hey. So what well, happened then? Say, yo, yo, I'm going to run back your money, you know. The one say, all right, here we are. Don't run back the money. May I get that sound for your play, pun? Because he was just, him just want that dance to go ahead. And him now make a sound much up in, 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 in business. You know what I mean? Him now make a stolen sound much up in business. So the man say, yo, may I hire a sound for your play, pun? Mm-hmm. I say, all right, cool. Never had to refund the money, but the man just hire a sound. And we just bring my record him alone, going at the dance and start play. Till other promoters say, yo, this can't work. Because you had sounds who weren't really playing out. But they had a nice sound system. So this is like their way of, you know, getting them sound out of them garage. Mm-hmm. So I used to just, the man used to just hire sounds so play upon. So certain sounds, the man would just string up them sound and I just bring my record and play upon them sound. And that was it. That just bring in that new vibe where DJs don't have to bring sound anymore until it, it starts getting to certain sound. sound. Yeah, everybody just one sound and DJs just bring them record because it was a it did cause a it cause a bad vibe at one point because when I used to just bring my sound at the dance and play upon them sound and when the dance done, I'll me just fuck up my little record box and now my brother and my brother them just lift up the record box and we're gone. Mm-hmm. Them lift with a big heavy box and numps and it's not like powered speaker like what them have now. It's like mm-hmm. about 
whole sound system. And the man needs to cuss. And the man must say, yo, finger just come out of the place and just play two tune and gone and feel money different. And feel money more than what <laughs> So they think they used to cause a vibe. Guys, like we couldn't make the man know how much me I play for. Because the man I'm a cuss and I say, yo, man. But some sound, then some sound starts say, yo, no man can't play for my sound. Mm-hmm. So you find certain sounds, you just say, them no one, so, no sound man can't play for my sound. Mm-hmm. So you find, so we had to designate a sound for me. So this song was like my sound, a sound mm-hmm. called Super Click. Okay. Right? It was my sound. Anytime me I play out, I'm going to call Tigo and say, we are a country. We are going to We are going to We are going to Him never have, him have him own bookings, you know, but him still can send out a sound. That the man that love sound system and he had, he had a lot of equipment and stuff. And we just say, you know what, we are going to So, we are going And he was, that was like my sound where I didn't need a sound until now, Mr. England turned away the nowhere. Everybody does have bring record now, going to dance. One sound string up, because it work out cheaper for the, for the promoter too. For everybody, you don't venue. need to have five songs, five songs, no. system, five man play. The venue, too much. To, be honest, to, be, to be honest, things started to change in the 90s where the venues were getting smaller. Mm. And it wasn't venues where you can string up five songs like one time. We weren't getting the banqueting hall or the banqueting suites. Or we weren't getting the, you know, the, the, those big arenas. Like mm-hmm. we used to get back then. No, the venues them getting small. Police them are locked down the venues them. So they're getting smaller and smaller. So you can't bring five sound in a little in a little place. So you find say, one sound and you can still have everybody's name on the flyer. As if they're performing, which they are performing. So mm-hmm. that kind of kind of bring that element to it where we just have to just bring my records and that just that just take off, take off from this away. You don't need a sound system for play out. So you were now in helped introduce the the um two turntables and then now you started to help introduce and now just have a song and bring all in, of us will play one record. song. Yes, just bring in records to a dance. Mm-hmm. That was new back then because every sound had to have their sound system, or else you're not a sound. You couldn't just buy a record and say you're a sound system back then. Nobody now nobody now look for you. You have to have a sound system. And if you didn't have a sound system, you're not a song. So that side of it where I started just bringing records to dances, to parties, and the sound string up already, that kind of like take off from then, early 90s we're talking. Now, can we step up now? Radio <laughs> 1. All right? Radio 1. I just want you to sit back and listen. Right? This is, this is now where... Westwood left Capital and joined Radio One. Now, this is the biggest radio station in the world mm. in terms of spectrum, instead of how oh, oh, the, 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 the demography, the geography, how far and wide this radio station can go. Mm. Radio One is a station. Now, Westwood joined that radio station and was blowing up the place. Westwood had much the place. And I was, where did you see it? Westwood called me one, one day. Called me one evening and said, Yo, Chris, 
you know, really want to look for a reggae. They're looking to do a reggae show. They're looking to pilot a reggae show. Would you be interested? I was like, Whoa. now this is, I used, I always, I, I was only doing Rodigan when him fly out mm-hmm. and that was it. And radio, I used to do a little thing on a pirate station as well. Like lightning FM vibes FM. I used to do a little, little show on them. You know, sometimes I just want a little feel of the radio station vibes, but I was always told back then it's like them say, yo, Chris have to be careful working in, working under them stations and pirate stations and all they, they, because if the police find where you are, they're going to raid and they want to take away everything, all your record, them and everything. I mean, I say, yo, so that kind of got me scared to, even though I, as much as I love the vibes and I love the lightning FM, I mean, they kind of like, like half in, half out, like every time you hear the door knock, it's like, who that? Yo, who that? My favorite man on a lookout and all them things. I've never want to lose my record. And my record, it was like, you know what I mean? I'm a life. That's so, the gold. The records are the gold. Yes. So, yeah, of course. I, it, I, I, it keep me going. I, it took me to where I am now. But when they took the sound as a record and bring me a song. Mm. So I didn't, I did the pirate, but was scared. I was kind of like, yo, I want another way out. Cancel mm. myself doing the pirate for, forever. So when Westwood said to me, Chris, really want to do a pilot show for a dancehall show and a reggae show. Would you be interested? I said, yeah, of course. I said, yo, I'm going to put your name forward. So I said, all right, wicked. Mm-hmm. But he explained to me, it has to be a one-hour show. Now, this show has to have me intro, speaking, you know, talking maybe the middle of the show and at the end. But they just want to hear the music and the type of selection and the, the way you, you know, you put your music together. That's what they're listening off for. Because he told me exactly how to structure it. And I'm thinking, all right. And he said, the, the buses for Radio 1 would be, it's, it's going to be played and it's going to be, it's going to be in a panel. A panel of judges is going to be like listening to this. So, and it's going to be like four. And he named the guys who are going to be listening. Now you're talking about the Radio 1 exec, BBC executives are listening to this, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had that in the back of my mind that, and he said to me, also another thing Wes, Wes would say, the clarity, make sure you, you know, you have to come up, come across clean in terms of the quality of the thing. Because if it comes through and it's a crack, 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 and you know, like some, you know, some old time cassette where it a his, it said, yo, you need to have your quality up. So here what you do, here what, him say, here what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to book Radio 1 Studio. Now I've never been to Radio 1 before, you know. Mm. Him said, I'm going to book the studio and you're going to mm. come up there and do your show. So you'll have the cleanest quality. I said, wicked. So one evening, him called me, come up a radio on, drive up a radio on, go into the studio, mesmerize by the studio and the size and the, the setup. Mm. Say, yo, the man set up the CD. Was it CD? It wasn't even CD, it was records. Set up the turntable. I said, all right, Chris. This is the clock. Count down. We'll just do a 60 minute. Why just kill him, Chris Goldfinger? Mm-hmm. Said, All right, cool. Boom. Yo, this Chris Goldfinger. Re, 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 I'm start with it. This is my 60 minute mixtape. Around there, I got some boom, and I put on the first track. Westwood Steel Sun say, Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I'm kind of, I started a little juggling. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of slow it down a little bit, start playing some, you know, 
Dennis Brown, you know, Revolution, mix it with Barrington Levy, here I come. Mm. And I did that little juggling because all I'm thinking about is the panel will be listening to this. Mm. And I'm thinking, you know what? More on them, more on them field, you know, more on them a rock. So it's like I put on a couple of Bob Marley, One Love, Three Little Birds. And all of them roughly, and I go on good, and I come here and mix them bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Mix them, blend them, I go on wicked. And I feel say, yes, this I go on good. I'm going about, about 48 minutes, I go 50 minutes into the show. Mm-hmm. And I go on good. Come I feel, you know, like you're you playing and you feel say, yes, I mix them <laughs> mad. Then I go love that mix there. I mean, I mix and I go on and I mix and I go on. And Wesley just say, yo, Chris, stop that, man. And I say, what? Man, son, are you this, man? And I say, what you mean I don't need this? It's a thing yeah. I go on good. <laughs> the man said, no, nah, man. But now I feel this. Now, Westwood is a DJ. Westwood is a DJ. He's not really in the one drop reggae music. Okay. Westwood not really in that. Westwood love the, the height. Mm-hmm. The fast pace. Now, at that me play when me then up clubs and like the clubs in England, them back men, them them, 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 them play. But I am thinking I'm trying to impress the people who are listen. Mm-hmm. Right? I try to impress the, the man who are listen. Them white color man who sit down and them who say, oh yeah, I know this. One love, yeah. I know this, yeah. Baby, baby, it's a wild world, you know. Maxi Priest, yeah, I know this. And I just then me have in my head, you know, when me I played it, when me I do my one hour, you know. I was just saying, now, nah, man, Chris, me now I feel this. The man said, This one is you. The man said, Listen, we're going to start over. I mean, I said, Yo, start over again. The man said, Yeah, man, we'll start it over back. Just do you, man, do like steppers and Maxims and trends and all these nightclubs where you play. And I said, but that crowd is different. The man said, just do that crowd then. And all of me are doing to them, I said, all right. Hmm. I'm start. I want to start juggling, man. And I said, all of me are juggling, I go on good, you know what I said. Hey, man, you're going to listen to this. I said, what, what, is, what the hell is this? Because the thing about it, you know, me know who I was. To be honest, even though I didn't know at the time, but afterwards, I knew who I was up against. Okay. Right? And there were some big names, you know, who are big today. Still okay. big today. Some very big reggae DJs were up when I went up against. And I know them and their broadcasters, not me. Mm-hmm. May I sound, man. But them and they were broadcasters then times. And when them and they play, me know them and they structure them thing. Cause them now play like how I play. Cause me I juggle for them, but these guys are older than me, bigger than me, and been in the business more longer than me. So me I say, yo, them man, they must get it because them are gonna play the right songs. And I'm thinking that them song when me I play, them man, they got them white man, they will listen to this. They will say, yo, what is? What kind of mumbo jumbo this? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I did the one hour show, and I say, all right, where's to say, yeah, man. This is it, man. This is it. And I want him to say, This is it. And I say, Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. And uh, my little work gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look how me at the people. Look, he went to myself. Look how me at the job. 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 Look how me at
The man just take the job from me, I get it. By the way, I just said, you know what? Whatever must be, must be. Okay, et cetera, et cetera. I say, you know what? Me done all right. Me out there already, I'm a thing up. So if me get it, me get it. If me not get it, me not get it. Anyway, it was, it happened, it was, it was about a December time. My fly got Jamaica for British Link Up. As I was doing this British Link Up dance at Jamaica. And I remember going on for British Link Up. And the morning of British Link Up, my phone rang. And um, I hear my old man say, Chris, long distance call for you now. I say, hey. Oh, good. Boom, I'm going to say, yo, it was Westwood. Westwood said, yo, Chris, man. I say, yo, where are you going? So I couldn't wait until you, I, could, I can't wait for you to, I couldn't wait until you come back. I have to get the good news from now. Once the man said that, I said, blow that. The man said, you got the job. I'm going to say, yo, oh, me get that. <laughs> the man said, yo, the people, them love it. I'm going to say, what them? What them? I want to person rest the one listen to this. I'm going to say, the man, them love it. The man say, yo, Chris, they were talking about you there. I mean, I said, blows and scrap. So then, I said, you know what? That's it. I said, once we fly back, because in tell me, I said, I'm going to start. I'm going to start, like, in a June or so. It was about April when he rang me. And I'm going to start in, like, June. So I said, all right. So I cut my dog, then fly back to England, I gear up myself. Radio one minute upon now, you know. Mm. Now it was a one-year contract. Okay. So I said, what? He says, yeah, it's just a one-year rolling contract. I said, oh, the blow. It's a one-year minute upon it for. He said, yeah, but, you know, they can renew or they can just terminate. But just one year. And that, he was like on a contract as well, a rolling contract. So I said, okay. I'm going to really understand. So standard. This is, seems like it's yeah. standard radio business. Okay. But then, I don't know what it worked. You might not tell me something upon a one-year contract. I mean, I said, what are you out of this? Anyway, I said, all right, if it's one year, I'm going to make the best of this one year. Hmm. Now, when I started the reggae dance, I'll show up on Radio 1. I mean, I'll lie you. Westwood was doing a hip-hop. Hmm. And it's back called Trevor Nelson was doing the soul, the R&B. Hmm. And then you had drum and bass. So we were like specialist DJs. You had mainstream DJs that would play everything. Mm-hmm. And you had specialist DJ would, which would stick stay on them drum. Now, I was the dancehall DJ. And every Saturday night, now we, I'm bringing people to Radio 1 now who would never normally listen to Radio 1. Because Radio 1 never really catered for, for our thought. Mm-hmm. Radio 1 was always seen as this mainstream commercialized radio station that the certain people, class of people listen to. Mm-hmm. Not my class. So when I join, I bring a whole, the whole thugs to start listening to Radio 1. Mm-hmm. And trust me, the show went from strength to strength because remember this show now, you know, is the only show that was going out across the whole entire United Kingdom and Europe, okay. right? Now, you could be driving from Brixton to Wales to Northern Ireland to Scotland. You're just listening to the same show. You don't have to change and you think mm-hmm. cut out and you fade away, 
right? So this station was running the whole. So I had that show on a Saturday night locked. When we say lock, lock. That one, when the year nearly, when the, when the one year was coming up to an end, I may have checked so well. That's it. Next minute, Westwood said, oh, Chris, they're extending it. You have another year. I mean, I said, well, all right, cool. And they would, mm. they have graphs where they would show you your audience figures. All these things they would have it would tell you how many people listening from 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock and how many people lock off from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And that's, this is how they have all these things on graph. And they would tell you, oh, Chris, people are listening. More people, are, when I start my show, 12 o'clock, you know, mm -hmm. they would say people listening from 12 o'clock, your peak, your peak gone right up, up until like 12, 12.30, 12 12.40. 12 and then it dropped up a little. So what are you doing when, what are you doing at this point? And I saw them work out the demographics, you know. Hmm. I said, well, that's when I slow it down. Maybe I, that's when I slow Because I, I cannot do a radio show and do two hours of what we call now, chopping. Mm -hmm. I cannot do two hours with a hardcore dancer. I have to have my reggae segment. For sure. Even today, I, I do my reggae show. I do my dancehall show today. And I have to, it's a two-hour show I do right now. And one hour is dedicated to the grimy side of dancehall, the hardcore mm -hmm. side. He said the second half has to be dedicated to the one drop because people like your, your, your Richie Stevens and Sanchez who have this brand new tune out. Mm -hmm. That was so much them tuning off a plane on my, on my radio show. I cannot be playing Pierre, Tommy Lee and Valiant and Coyote and cartel and just playing beer that for the mm. two hours. My show has to be balanced with my half of my one drop, my sizzler, them and my Lucianas and all that of the play in my segment. So even at Radio One, when I joined Radio One, I said to them, so listen, dancehall is not just this bag up, high tempo jump up thing, you know. More listen to one drop too. So I brought that to them and say, oh, this is how I want my show to be structured. And once you would really want them, always say, you know what, Chris? We leave it in your hands. This is your show. You know what's best. So you're kind of educating us. So you do, you. Whatever you said, right. So they won't come to me and say, oh, Chris, you're playing too much one drop. Because them don't even business. They don't even know when you one drop. I could play anything on the radio. Right? Now, this is where... I had this radio show running for how many years? 13 mm -hmm. years I've had this show going for. Mm -hmm. Yes? From 1996 to 2009. 13 years I've been in this show for. Right? And this show, up to this day, is still the flagship of Radio 1. Everybody still, even to stay, even my bookings that I'm getting today people still talking about that era of dance because I you, remember, got the, you got the 90s and you got the 2000s too so you got a great mix of everything best the best time of dance and the thing is the thing is with with with, with being on radio one mm -hmm. i mean up to this day nobody's replaced me nobody's replaced me on radio one they built one extra door which is good. Mm -hmm. They've built one extra off of the strength of Radio 1. 
when they realized how popular my show was, how popular Westwood show was, how popular Trevor Nelson, Fabio and Groove Rider, and all them guys, how popular these black shows were, they said they have to, because they cannot just take my show off the radio, take Westwood off the radio, and then don't give us something. Mm. They have to give us something because we're paying. This radio station is run by taxpayers' money. Remember, this is not a. They don't have to play advert. They don't play adverts. Well, they don't. Right? That I didn't know. No, no, no. BBC don't play adverts. BBC television, no radio. Don't don't play adverts. Okay. It's licensed payers' money run that. Mm -hmm. So they have to cater for every license fee payer. Mm -hmm. So they had to give black people their thing, the Asian community their thing. So they have BBC Asia, they have BBC One Extra, which is like a black music specialist, mm -hmm. which is good. But Radio One, which is the mother station, they're not replace it. Mm -hmm. They're not replace to show them. But one extra, a lot of people still happy with the one extra. One extra is like a radio, is an internet station, mm -hmm. right? You only can pick them up on a DAB. If you have a, if you have a, just the FM radio in your car, you can't pick them up. Okay. So that me kind of look as saying, you know what, they, they should. Not saying me, I had my time and I enjoyed my ride. Mm -hmm. But they should have a dancehall show back on Radio 1. Because that was the, the best station. of that. Yeah. That's the mother so, station. So even with Thinger, because remember, you spent 13 years on this, this national radio here. All right. Crazy mm -hmm. moments. I remember because there's a couple of names of artists that I want to say to you. And then you're going to tell me what you remember when you met them. Somebody like um, Vibes Cartel. Do you remember the first time Vibes Cartel came to the station there? Oh yeah, oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah man. We still, we still think about it. Every artist mm -hmm. that comes to the UK has to come through my show. Every pro every promoter that's bringing a mm -hmm. sound system or an artist to the UK have to come from my show because. If you're keeping a party, if you're keeping a, when when artists come to the UK, you now they don't just do London. Obviously, they do Birmingham, Manchester, Nottingham, you know, areas. My show covers all of them places at the same time. So it's not like they come now and they, you, you know, oh, I only can mention the London dance because the show is only covering London. Anywhere in England, the United Kingdom, these guys are playing. The show is being broadcast. That's why I used to play out so often every week. Even today, like last week, I was Nottingham and I was in Nottingham and after Nottingham, Leicester. And these are still of the strength of not just Asha World, but Radio One. Because you still go out there and people still want to take pictures and still, people still want autograph and people still want, people say, yo, you know what carry me through a prison sentence? Hmm. You know, some of the 10 years and you carry me through my world sentence. And them things that make me feel like, say, yo, you're worth. Sure. You have worth. Trust me. People tell me, say, yo, you carry me through the wall on the sentence. I mean, I say, yo, man, that's the strength of Radio 1. Because if you're in prison, you can't pick them up. You can't go anywhere, you know, anywhere and pick up Radio 1. And that's the strength. Now, and 
back then the greatest thing with the, the greatest thing with me being on radio one back then was mm -hmm. like going to a playlist meeting mm -hmm. i used to go i used to go play and this is this is this is how i was i was shown how it works like there was a playlist meeting like every tuesday like 10 o'clock in the afternoon, in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, we'd go to a playlist meeting. Now, what you do with a playlist meeting, you, 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 you bring, you know, you bring your, your record that you think should, should break the mainstream market or the mainstream DJ should play. Mm -hmm. And I used to go to them and go playlist meetings and bring my little tunes then because I never used to go. I used to just, that's an thing. All right, man, nice for me there. Mm -hmm. I'm just a no set. Them tune a lot my show. Then I realized that you know what, I need to, I need to start going on to this playlist meeting. Westwood said, "Chris, bring some of them tune of a playlist meeting." Mm -hmm. And I'm explaining to what it is all about. And I'm thinking, you know what, I'm alright. And I remember bringing Elephant Man, Sean Paul, Wayne Wonder. Kevin Little, I remember walking into playlist meeting with tracks like that and saying, yo, and they said, oh, Chris, what you got? What you got to, you know, what you got? And I said, yo, I have a track by an artist called Elephant Man, you know? And I said, yeah, okay, all right. And they have you got it? Let's hear it. I'm going to go up there. My little record on the turntable. Yeah, good to go. I feel no that. Yo. Let me see the man them start go so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is live. This is good. This sounds good. Then they would say, all right. Now you had A-list, B-list, C-list. Mm -hmm. Now C-list, obviously, C-list, they would, if you go up on the C-list, it's a big achievement. Mm -hmm. But that would mean that maybe it plays maybe once for the day, maybe twice for the day. If you go up on the B-list, it maybe play four times, five times for the day. Mm -hmm. If you go up on the A-list, every DJ, half a plate. And that me fight for. Mm -hmm. It was like my thing to fight for that. Because when I, when them take it and say, oh, this is the album, this elephant, this sounds good, man. Where's he from? And I say, yeah, well, Kingston, man. I don't, I tune a lot on the dancehall. Trust me. It's going to blow, man. It's going to, and they were like, yeah, he's got this buzz, man. I love this. And they say, all right, give it, put it on the B-list. I'm going to say, all right, any list that put it on is like an achievement for me. As long as it just, it just jump on my show. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it really was, that was my thing. My thing was to kind of push this thing for up on mainstream, get daytime play. Mm -hmm. And trust me, when you hear, when you hear it playing at the daytime, you know, if me I drive and I listen to radio, one, you know, I'm here like a daytime mainstream DJ playing elephant, man, you know, it was like, yo, yes, <laughs> me a call, man. Yo, you know, listen to me. Tell her, tell her, put her radio on. Put her radio on. And then me all the elephant up there. say, yo. Because it wasn't the norm for dancehall play during the daytime on radio. One. That station don't have a... Yeah, it have to be a specialist like myself to play that. Mm -hmm. So when you hear tunes like them, they'll play. Sean Paul, give me the light. You say, yo. And once them take off, you know, say, gone. Yeah, man. Once then, once it take off, there's only few artists where we never have to bring in. Some artists just bust because a DJ, a mainstream DJ, might hear it and say, "Yo, Chris, have you got this?" I say, "Yeah, man, we have it long time. 
So why didn't you bring it to the playlist, me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I say, yo, it, that that gone long. That in, uh, international artist here, talk about mm-hmm. the man international already. Shaggy, bombastic. That was like a international even before me even. I have to bring that to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like that to me was like my little achievement. You know, get this funded playlist. We bring tracks and it never work. Obviously, you know, you bring tracks and it's oh, it's a bit too slow and. Mm. What is he saying? And you know, little like thing like that. And kind of say, all right, all right. But listen, I wonder then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This one is, yeah, man. Got them love the up tempo and that kind of party vibe. Yeah, man. We ain't one that no letting go. It's like, yo, this beat's crazy. I say, everything on it bad. Everything on this rhythm is bad. And when we play the rest of them, the whole of them, them say, oh, everything on it bad. And I'll so, We go play this meeting and I make sure, say, them children off a bus, them children off a play at their time. And that to me was my, my, my satisfaction of being on radio and to get music playlisted. You see me? I mean, now I blow my own trumpet, but I have to say, oh, that, I, that was, my, I felt good knowing that I could hear a, a, a dancehall song played on BBC Radio 1 in the daytime. You know what I mean? So that was my remember on Radio 1. I was my you're in a situation where you're now covering the whole of the UK with this type of music here. So if you could get it on the main station, not even the main station, the main time, you know, you did your job. And I mean, I 12 o'clock in the day or nine o'clock at night, I knew that I helped to break that record. That's right. The only thing is that it kind of did backfire at one point because <laughs> things, things change where... I was getting all this music clearly still, and they're playing during the daytime. And it's like me, I say, yeah, we feel good. Till one day, the boss called me and say, "Oh, Chris, kind of a, when I have a meeting, you know." I say, "All right, yeah, man, no problem." Going to the boss office, boss sit down and say, oh, "Have a seat, man." Sit down, man. I say, "What is our contract? Must it done, you know?" But man say, um, Chris, you've been playing this song. You've, we play this to this song, and it's really creating a vibe. It's creating a big buzz on the streets. Every every nightclub, every club you play this in, the place goes crazy. Yeah, man. So I say, yeah, that's a good thing. That say, yeah, 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 yeah. But what is what is the chichi? And I said, <laughs> it's a chichi. Oh, oh, oh. You know, in Jamaica, we have this thing we call duckans. It's like a termite. Over, we call it termite over here. You live in the, you know, eat board, eat, you know, rotten wood. They live in the ceiling in Jamaica. We call them duckans. That's what we call chichi. So he said, oh. Hmm. I said, yeah, man. Chichi, man. Duckans, man. Termites. You know, live in a eat board. He said, oh, that's it. So I said, that's it? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to cover something. So I said, mm-hmm. I said, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But once he said that to me, I know where it's mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, cool. But make my make, make wiggle movie out. <laughs> my wiggle movie out. Until then they are played. Got, you know, T.O.K., um, T.O.K. did from there far in a mm-hmm. chichi man yeah all them tune them I play for radio one you know 
And then Elephant Man, log on. And Step on, Titchy Man, log on. And the whole of them tune the playlist did it up. Mm-hmm. Remember, I get them tune the playlist during the daytime, you know. Where do The man that called back in a meeting. The tune that runs for about another two weeks. Mm-hmm. And the man that called back in a meeting again. So, Chris, remember that term you talk about? He said, yeah, the chichi. He said, yeah, we're getting a lot of complaints. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, complaints about what? He said, they said that this, the term chichi is a, is a homophobic term. Term. I mean, I said, nah, man. Well, go on, let me I said, nah, man. They probably I get it wrong, man. He said, well, Chris, to be honest, Mm-hmm. It's kind of creating a little, a little ba- bad vibe, you know what I mean? So I feel say we should pull the plug on that mm-hmm. because people are saying it's an homophobic term and, you know, it's the gay community and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I said, all right, all right, may I pull it? I said, let me find out what they, what they mean. I forgot to call the artist and find out. I'm going like, mm-hmm. to eat that. I'm going to call him and find out. Because it's a step on a chichi man and, you know, man, when you're mood. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but then until they have to pull the plug on that. But so mm-hmm. once it got to that point, mm-hmm. realize, say, you know what? Uh, them people are log on. Mm-hmm. You see me? Them people are log on. So I had to kind of like start to edit a lot of the songs because I was the DJ who could play any song on the radio, any song. Just name it. Yeah. I'm going to play it. Yeah? As raw as I don't play edited versions of any song. On the radio? Right? On the national radio station. Remember, you know, BBC is not funded by, by um, commercials. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, man, I'm going to say, yo, I'm going to pull the plug from my product because it's not like my product. Look, they don't business about people's product. They're not, they're not advertising sales now. Not, not relevant to BBC. Now, mm. them said to me, say, Chris, play any song you want to play. Mm. All right? The only song... All right, Chichi came up, which I have, have to cut that out. And mm. the F word, yeah, in the swear word, that I cut out. Because the hip-hop start to kind of use it regularly. Mm. Hip hop start using it now. You start watering on art, reggae artists start sing, start DJ it again now. So it's like that. Westwood got you know, yo, pull the plug on the F word. Mm-hmm. I had to pull the plug on the F word, but you see, everything else, P hole, BBC, not British Broadcasting Corporation, not talking about, mm-hmm. but Mr. BBC, <laughs> right? Yeah, any bad word, anything, P hole, anything goals because it and that's the the thing about the strength of my show was the authenticity of it it was just authentic hardcore not too derogatory you know mm-hmm. but trust me i was I, I didn't have to water down the show and that and because it came on at 12 o'clock and the thing is once i put out my once i put out my 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 disclaimer mm-hmm. before the show stopped where i'd say this show will contain language 
which you might find offensive, which might, and I got an artist to do it. I can't remember. I got an artist to do the jingle for me. And him say, and, and the thing about it, the whole, how the artists do it, you know, him said, this show, who did I get? It? I got, I got baby sham to do it for me. And he would say like, this show will contain language, which you might find offensive. You might hear some bumbuck. <laughs> you might hear some rocks. <laughs> and I just saw into the jingle. You know? <laughs> and if it's not your flavor, switch off and come back after few. Busy Signal did it. Mm. As I remember, it's back after few. Right, because my show finished at two o'clock. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's what Busy Signal said. If you don't like it, come back after few, which is mean, which meant come back after two. Mm -hmm. So once I put that on, I'm putting my disclaimer for them, no say, yo, if you don't like the swear word, auntie. So once I put that on, that's it. I'm just good to go. And that's what the people them love about my show. It was watered down. I was on pirate station. I'm pirate. The owner for the pirate station said, no, don't, you can't play no swear. Don't play no swear words. And this is pirates we're talking about. We're not, mm -hmm. we're not regulated. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and we just had to say, all right, yeah, right. We stick to this guideline, which by right, you should have a guideline. Yes. But with radio one, the guideline I had was just me just playing it as raw as ever. You know what I mean? We can play Lady Saw if the man live. I know. The raw version. The raw version. The raw. I don't play edited songs. And mm -hmm. that was the strength of my show. Mm -hmm. That was it's like it's like you know one dance hall. Man tell me said them I get dressed for good club mm -hmm. at 12 o'clock and cannot leave them care. I sometimes I care them say them care pull up outside the venue. And the one of the man then just lean up on the car and listen. He says, two o'clock comes and the show done. Lock the car, them can go into the club now. That's mm -hmm. all the money used to have my show. My show was like the, the starter for the for the night. Because it's a Saturday night, it's coming on then and everything. That, and I, that's right. That's right. So even when you say when you got the when they called you into the meeting, how long was it after that you they let you go off at of the radio station? Was it like a couple of years or two years? Couple How years, far was it? Couple of years. Because when did Chichi, when did um, Log On? Log On came, on, came out about what? 2002, 2003? I think, so yeah, Log On. Never, yeah, never. Log On. Wrong them time. I'll have to Google it. But Log On, it was about three years after. Mm -hmm. About three so years would, after. Do you think that was part of the whole reason why they don't have reggae and dance hall on the main station because things really started to change and people really started to voice their opinion could be mm -hmm. could be because things did start to change things did start to change because that um even when i was on radio one there are certain artists who couldn't come to the uk who are who people would want to see back then you know when they banned being a man and bad sizzler because and them said you know this man have to apologize and mm -hmm. all that kind of like just kind of through the you know the through a span of the whole works where mm -hmm. you know them people they just have so much power that they can dictate to say who should come in and who's offending them and you know if you once you offend me you can't come in my place it's like that's how they look at things and and i think the whole ball game changed from then for sure so I don't know if that's the reason. I don't think that's the reason 
why they don't have it on radio on anymore? I don't think so because DJs, we can go around that. Mm-hmm. If they don't want it and it's going to offend, well, we just don't offend. Simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm of one extra now and, you know, they, I'm sure, I don't know, I don't, to be honest, I don't know the guidelines for one extra. I don't know what they can play and what they can't play, but mm-hmm. it's just sad that, you know, people can just, just come and dictate that if you don't like, I don't like it. So I, we don't want to hear it, like, you know, ban it. And some of the songs, are, you know, it, they, you know, I don't know. This I think, I think the thing, the ball game changed from that because that, that kind of did create a big uproar where, you know, clubs weren't allowing artists to come in. The artists weren't weren't getting visas to come in, mm. and then you have to go through all this stigma of, you know, applying for work permit. I want to read a certain. They want some certain name. Nope, he's not allowed in the UK. So and that's it. Everything just start changed. The whole game just changed because that this that was definitely a dampener for the for the business for the music for our music. For sure, because if this is getting back to to the boss and stuff, they know clearly something is happening here, and they're going to yeah. have to make a move here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was after boom bye bye where them them they they, they found out what Buja meant when he said boom bye bye. You know them boy the head. When they when they found out what he meant, obviously it must be a somebody who know the game explain to them. I say, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what Chris up please? Step on Chichi man, step on we <laughs> And it's like <laughs> I say, what's that? It's like she says step on us. Kill us. <laughs> no man, I, I, it's oh. it's termites. I, I know what it's termites. I don't I don't know anything yeah. else. I just say it's termites, but the man and say, No, it's not termites. They probably ring back radio and I said, when my boss upon him, I said, no, he's saying it's termites, it's duck ants. They have in Jamaica, duck ants. No, it's not, it's not duck ants. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to kill all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but I saw it there, man. Just, so you did, you did the time at um, Extra. This was um, until 09. So even when you... Was it beginning of the year or the end of 09 that you, you stopped being on? It was September 09. September 09. Leading up to that, now, did you think your contract was going to get renewed? You weren't thinking about it this time. What do you think was going to happen when it came back to well, renewal again? I, I knew from oh. about the beginning of, beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I knew from about February that the contract would not be renewed in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said, uh, um, they, they, this is when they were making one extra. And they said, all right, they want me move over to one extra. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, it's still under the BBC umbrella because BBC is doing great things with, who's on BBC now, like the Shawnee B's and the, 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 I don't even know if Toddler T still there, but, um, they, but they, you know, they, they're still doing things with them and spending the taxpayers money mm-hmm. with them, sending them all over the world to cover, you know, shows and do live broadcasts from Jamaica, live broadcasts from all these concerts, which I used to do back then. But obviously I came up, it wasn't the internet era. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that I did, you didn't even really see it on the internet. Hmm. It was all, it was all just cassettes and DAP machines and 
you know, I'm on coming in video, video, video camera. Now, everything you do, you just have your phone and you're gone viral. Right. Imagine if, imagine if I was what I had then, I didn't know. It would be a crazy. Different, trust me, you wouldn't hear about nobody else. Mm-hmm. So then, now with, with, with one extra, now mm-hmm. they asked me to go over to one extra to do some shows. Now, what I kind of like found as, I wouldn't even say a disrespect, but something which I, I just thought, nah, this is not, this, this, this is like belittling me. It's like, nah, this, this, not, this, not, they're not rate me. Mm-hmm. They had me on Radio One for 13 years. Yeah. I mean, I did the biggest reggae dancehall show this side of the Caribbean. Yeah. Now, They've stopped Radio 1 and they've built this brand new radio station for black people, which them say the home of black music. Mm-hmm. Now they say, Chris, come over to One Extra, come to a show. So I said, all right. All right. It's like a step down, but I don't know. I'm not far step. It's still under the umbrella. It's still not get wet. So... They said they want me to do a Thursday night from two till four. Mm-hmm. And a man in you know. Right? All right. Cool. Met a prime time radio one, you know. Mm-hmm. Like 12 to, to a prime time, you know. All right. To going to do two o'clock in the morning till four. All right, cool. We said to them, all right, all right, man. All right, me do it. All right, listen, yeah, me do it, me do it. Come and at the end of the day, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning, but it was a Thursday, which I don't like is a Saturday night. If it was Saturday night, two till four, I wouldn't do it. Couldn't do it because I play out most mm-hmm. night, most weekends. And so they want me to two till four, Thursday morning, going to Friday. Yeah, all right. But guess what the part where me said, no, nah, man. Mm-hmm. Me do one, sh- no, but the Maybe two, maybe two shows middle. I'm just saying, oh, I'm going to have a good time. The man them want me, come on. Rubber Ranks was on the radio then. I don't think, Sean, no, Sean B wasn't there. I don't think Sean B was there yet. Mm-hmm. Rubber Ranks was on the radio. And then you have a, a guy named Young Lion. Yes. Right? He came on after. So Rubber Ranks was like, 10 to 12. Young Lion came on 12 to 2. Mm. And then I'm supposed to come on 2 to 4. Mm. Right? Roboranks are played dancehall, reggae music. Young Lion are played dancehall, reggae music. Mm-hmm. And then me must come on at 2 o'clock and then man go play dancehall, reggae music. Someone said to them, say, yo, where do you get this from? Mm-hmm. How must I come on at 2 o'clock in the morning and play music that two DJs before me are play the same genre, the same style, the same everything? But there's not much that I can play. I listen to play dub play, play dub play, two hours after dub And I said, how is that going to work? And this new exec, new man will take over one extra, which is a clown. Said to me, Oh, 
we want Thursday nights to be our dancehall night. Mm-hmm. So that means a Thursday right throughout the, well, I don't know if it's throughout the day, but from a certain time, say from eight o'clock, mm-hmm. we want Thursday night to be dancehall night. That means that every DJ will come on a dancehall and I'll play. Oh, you work that out. So I try to tell me that dancehall can't play on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Dancehall can't play on a Saturday. Oh, them come with that. They want Thursday night to specifically be a dancehall night. So from this, I'm just saying, I'm, I can't come on to work in the morning. There's nothing more for me to play after Robert Ranks play. A young lion play. Then one more left for me to play. Unless I go play some Stanley and the Turbines on some, some different type of music. But so why would you sing here? Why would they take you off? Of, you're on the big station. You're doing from 12 to 2. So then why would they figure now, and you're doing exceptionally well. So why would they right. figure they're going to put you two to four on a station that on a, it's a different station where it's more internet based? Why would they decide that's a good decision for somebody like you? I know for a man like me who set it, I set up a, a, a pace and bring an audience to this station that they had to, they had to build, mm-hmm. they had to build a station because of the strength of my show. They had to build the station. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that now, nah, man, that's like a, a that's like a kick in the teeth. Me just say now, nah, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. So that was then. That was that. I just say now. Nah, mm-hmm. And then when you think you're, so your next move after that was to on top radio, or you were just chilling for a bit? I was chi- all right. I right after radio one, I decided, you know what, I cannot, I cannot get up in that age and thing and. Kind of the all right, certain way, but me, I said, What the next move me ever make? Mm-hmm. And say, You know what? Instead of me going driving up and down to all these clubs, cleaning people's clubs, making club man make money, why may I want my own club? That's when I decided to go into the club business and open a nightclub. Taboo. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was called The Club first before them closed it down and then I rebranded, renamed it, Taboo mm-hmm. Lounge. Um, even, you know, it, it, it was, we had a good time. We had a good time. We had a very good time there. Um, the lease ran out. That is, you know, everything, every, every little club you have, in every little spot we find for ourselves, mm-hmm. them come and tell us, them all turn it in a development, them all Billows, the mob, everybody going into this property develop property market now. So mm-hmm. they um they closed the club to build flats, mm-hmm. and I'll know. But it's still that's that was that little time that that little period after that period. No, to be honest, is when I had the club. Mm-hmm. Um, I got approached by one extra who said, "Um, yo, Chris, you know what I mean? You want you know want to come to the station?" And I was like, mm, "Radio station." I had a good little time and I was thinking, now I'm take a break, man. And he said, no, man. And then I said, you know what? This is like another platform. But it's just another stepping stone. I said, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it. So I used to just, I had the club at the time and I used to just stay inside the club because they said everything is different now because I was explaining them, show me how it worked now where you don't have to go in a little man house and go in a bedroom and, you know, they string up the thing. It's like them days are done. Them said those pirate days are done. You can stay in your own house and they give you the stream link and all that. And I said, oh, 
Mm. Things change. They say, yeah, man, things change. Because I'm all dinosaur, you know. So they say, no, nah, man, I don't like what die when you have to sneak in a man bedroom and turn on the light. You have to talk low because you can't make too much noise like the neighbors and call police. Mm -hmm. It's like you can do it from the comfort of your own home. So I said, okay. So when they approached me, I said, you can do it. They just give me the streaming link and I just log on and do the radio show. Mm -hmm. I was going and strength of that just kept going and going and people start listen again and say, oh, well, we miss you on Radio 1, but we're glad we can find you. Mm -hmm. All right. And now one extra of them, not one extra, um, on top of them have them own app. Mm -hmm. So you can download the app from, from the, the app store and listen to the station right through. And it's, it's going good. And on the strength of that, other stations start to see me and say, Chris, me have a show up on one, um, I keep saying one, they have a show up on, on top. Mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, I have a little station, you know, I have a little station, you, you, you know, I have a, a DJ from the station. Because everybody want a piece of Chris Goldfinger now, you know. Mm -hmm. Because they know where, where we are coming from, but they know the caliber of DJ, you know, where, you know what I mean, they know. Mm -hmm. But everybody start checking me. Chris, remember station, remember internet, because internet station start kick off. Everybody yeah. on internet station start blow up. So everybody are checking me, Chris. Come do a little show, come do yeah. a guest appearance, come do this. So I just said, you know what? You want me to do a show for you? I will do a show, but I'm going to do a one show and I'm going to send it out. Mm -hmm. And once them hear that, if they want peace of me, that's why you're going to have to get peace. I'm not doing a, I'm not doing individual shows for individual stations. Mm -hmm. I'll do one show and that show get sent out. You know what that reminds me of? Mm. When you were making the cassettes for all the, the buses and stuff, this is mm. what it came back to now, you know, but yes. on a radio station level, you know? Yes. Because I'm on 27 radio stations right now. Mm. 27. I'm in Australia. I'm in Zimbabwe. I'm in Gambia. I'm in Kingston. I'm in New York. I'm in Grenada. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the rest of them is over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So crazy. And then when does your main show air? On a, well, on, on top, to be honest, on top is like everything works from around on top. Mm -hmm. So on top airs like no, well, uh, every Thursday mm -hmm. between 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. is on on top FM. Mm -hmm. And all the shows are posted up on soundcloud.com. So you can go on SoundCloud and all the shows. I post all my radio shows on SoundCloud.com. So once you go up on SoundCloud.com, just type in Chris Goldfinger. All my radio shows are there. You can see it. One first half is the hardcore dance hall. Second half is one drop reggae music. And that's it. And, and the then I know you also show. have your soul, your soul show I also. My soul show on a Sunday. Yes. You know me love my soul from Soul Symphony. <laughs> yeah, I have the soul show. This, which is that, it's, it, trust me. And that's on five stations around the globe. Now, this whole show, mm -hmm. everybody is talking about that because that's different. That that's a, a show where you have to be, you have to come from that era if you understand mm -hmm. them soul. Because people, the, the, the crowd that I have, the audience that I'm listening to that, mm -hmm. I don't even think them know my regular show. <laughs> them love it. Them love it. Mm -hmm. People in Florida, people all over. Send me messages, loving it, man. Every just go on SoundCloud. All the shows are posted. The soul, the soul show is there, and the dancehall show is there. 
but I'm, this is what this is what I'm doing. I just doing what I'm doing, and I I love what I'm doing. And that's what it comes down to. You have to love what you do. Like, okay, yeah. listen, we've had this conversation now. We've been here now over two hours. Okay, I want to say this is the intro for you to come on the platform here because there's still more in-depth stuff we didn't talk about the clashes we didn't talk about the interviews we didn't talk about none of that you know but this <laughs> right here is a good introduction so people could really realize who chris goldfinger is what he's done for the business and what he's still doing in the business you see next time we sit down and talk that's where that, we're going to go into the depth right. of certain things Yes, yes. The Asher world versus Saxon mm -hmm. and the Asher world versus Saxon and mm -hmm. yeah, the Asher world in in Canada World Clash in '94. All of those stuff there. All right, you remember them days? Eh? Of course I do. <laughs> yeah, man. Those are the good old days. Those are. I don't. As I said, I played my part. I played my part. Still playing it, mm -hmm. but I, 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 I've done a lot, mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying it. That's the greatest thing. Is that I'm still enjoying it from, from making cassette in my bedroom to now sitting in my studio at home. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it, man. It's a long journey. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, carrying on, you know. Definitely. And if they want to check you out on like social media, Instagram, anywhere, just to keep up with you, leave some contact info there also. Well, I'm on Facebook. The thing is, I'm, I'm on Facebook with Chris Goldfinger. And Goldfinger Chris, because I didn't realize that once you get to 5,000 followers, you can't add no more. I didn't know that until I should have opened a different account. But back then, as I say, I wasn't, internet thing wasn't that frivolous as it is now. So mm -hmm. you find, sir, I started with this Facebook page as Chris Goldfinger. Mm -hmm. Got to, got to, oh, sorry. I got Bless to, um, I got to 5,000 followers and I had to open another page as Goldfinger Chris. <laughs> now that, that one got to another 5,000, but I hope no more. That's it. But mm. um, I'm on Instagram. Everything is just Chris Goldfinger. Instagram, Chris Goldfinger. Facebook, Chris Goldfinger and Goldfinger Chris. So, um, yeah, if you just type in Chris Goldfinger and Instagram, you can follow me. Twitter, the same thing, Chris Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Nobody not nobody not take the name of that mafia end up or change it up to Chris Goldfinger one two three or Chris Goldfinger underscore you know dancehall master and all that nah nah just Chris Goldfinger yeah yeah even Chris though there's another Chris Goldfinger around in it so no no for sure but then but you know but the originals and you're the original so you got to yeah get yeah. everything first the Instagrams the Twitters the Facebooks and all of those stuff there that's right you know that's what I mean right. Mr Goldfinger. Thank yep. you also. so much for sitting down and doing this. So we get to see stuff through your eyes, your journey, the way how you became Mr. Chris Goldfinger that we know today. Thank you for sitting down with us today. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure sitting with you, Master. Trust me. Big up yourself. You know? and as, as I said, mm -hmm. I said, to, said it to you off here last time we spoke a couple of days ago. I'm a fan of the show. So big up the Entertainment Report podcast. Big up. That really means a lot. Can't wait to sit down again with you. And then we go into the <laughs> depth of the depths. All right. But All in right. the meantime, you guys take this in. Let me give you an outro and get you out here. Because this conversation, wicked conversation, boss. All right. Bless up, everybody. Bless up. Bam. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle. And this has been another Two-Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And we are out for now. Just for now.
This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.